0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen
1: are hot. As U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, Ruff, who would go on to serve as White House as White House Counsel under President Bill Clinton, argued that mandatory sentences would clog the system and impose unjust penalties on defendants who deserve leniency. Picture the case of your mother or sister who was charged with an offense, Ruff said to the counsel don't you want the prosecutor to have the discretion to say your sister is a special person and hers is a one-time offense the rhetorical question infuriated ray who in response called it hogwash for ray prosecutorial discretion was a cause of injustice not the solution to it too often he said with those with means or connections got a break um while those who are poor those who are black are the ones who end up with the tough sentences rough in turn forcefully rejected ray's claim i think there is no evidence none that there is any discrimination in sentencing between black the black man and the white man this remarkable standoff does not fit our standard narrative about the politics of punishment here in 1981 and three years before the federal government would pass its onset its own set of uh mandatory minerals we find john ray a black politician born under jim crow Demanding mandatory sentences on the grounds that they would be fairer to blacks and facing stern opposition from a white federal prosecutor. Ruff's opposition and the fact that the Department of Justice allowed him to testify against the proposal highlights the extent to which Ray and Jefferson were on the forefront of a revolution in American criminal justice. Hey, welcome to the Black Altus podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen and we are live on saturday ready to do feedback um you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic leave your feedback on our itunes and stitcher leaving five star reviews we got plenty of them today you can also email us theblackguywhotips at com you can go to our website com, and leave comments there and vote in the polls on each episode we appreciate everybody takes time out to do that you can leave us voicemails at 704-557-0186 that's 704-557-0186 make sure they are two minutes or less you will get cut off Um and today's excerpt is from uh, locking up our own which is by uh i believe it's abe i always fuck this guys up but i name up but i believe it's abe foreman uh yeah james foreman i always say abe (laughs) james foreman uh junior i believe so uh yeah that that was an excerpt from that book um and what's interesting about that book that i really love and i wish i think more people who talk about mandatory sentencing mass incarceration and race should read this book Hmm. because we have a lot of misinformation and a lot of misconceptions about what actually happened in that age of from around the late from the late 70s from like the heroin epidemic uh all the way through um the gang violence of the 90s there's a lot of misconception about things and how they played out and in a way it's really um it's really messed up the way that we analyze politics especially uh at least what i see online there's just not a serious discussion of because if you understand the holistic approach then i think you would be less it's less about demagoguing one type of person or one person or one set of people or whatever um And it's more about how did a community a black community get so desperate that we were arguing against white people who were saying hey if you do this if we pass these sentences it's just going to be racist towards black people and black people were the ones going no fuck you you're being racist just do what i say and then when we got what we said we wanted a generation later you have the results of that and you have people going oh see white people did this to us and i think if you don't you can't fix a problem unless you're going to be honest about the problem and study the whole problem it's the reason that i've never taken into the super predator argument thing for hillary clinton i I think it's out of context is really really short-sighted and really fucked up what people did with that um even joe biden's crime bill there's a reason joe biden's still popular and getting all this percentage of the black vote in these polls um, that you can choose to believe or not, but I know black people that, that don't have a problem with Joe Biden. Mm-mm. They don't care about the crime bill. And you would think, well, how's that possible? It's because they're old enough to remember being like, we want this crime bill and white politicians who didn't want to do it essentially going, okay, if this is what the black community wants, we're going to do it. And, uh, even in this case, um, it was, uh, R- U.S. Attorney Rough who goes on to serve as a white house counsel under president bill clinton that's the person who passed this crime bill right well rough is arguing against a black man like no this is mandatory minimums are going to fuck shit up and then essentially this black man wins the discussion because it passes in dc first and then later you know nationally and federally so you know i just think people need a more holistic understanding of things and then they'll see it's less about who we can blame and more about how do you fix a problem because what the saddest thing that people have not realized is that a lot of these politicians that we're blaming for mass incarceration are literally people they really only got in trouble and involved because they were listening to the black community not the opposite well, it wasn't. They just said, "Fuck it, lock black people up." They were literally saying, "Like, okay, so the community, all the leaders in this community, the the activists in this community, y'all want stricter restrict. Y'all want stricter laws. Y'all want longer sentences on on black. This will affect black people." And the, I and the concept at the time, I'm not even blaming black people. Mm-mm. The the idea at the time was, we are so ravaged by drugs and uh violence and gangs and stuff if we can get that small group of people out of the community or at least within some some place where they can go be rehabilitated or off drugs or whatever if we can do that then the rest of us will flourish because it's these people who are holding us back now i'm not saying that's a good mentality but that was the truth and a large part of that was that well the criminal justice system in america is not really a place for rehabilitation in the first place No, it's not. so you're not rehabilitating these people um and then secondly um not you know once you start turning it into a money thing the capitalistic system of america takes over it's not it now it's about numbers how do we keep so many people in how do we cut the cost on this and things that rehabilitate people cost a lot of money so you're not going to get that so i just think people should revisit that Yeah, and you have to do things context and context doesn't mean anything to media You know, when
0: people do things and say things, regardless of if it's right or wrong or anything like that, you still need to understand what was happening at that time. Why would they say those things at those at at, at that particular time? Like you said, what people wanted. Like, you know, those things actually matter. But in the age of of snippets and clips, nobody gives a fuck about what was happening at that time. Everybody just goes, well, you said it. Okay, yes, I did say it, but you can't... I didn't say this just in a bubble (laughs) you know I said it because the things would happen at the time because the world changes people change people's philosophies change like you say the end result is what it is but at that time they didn't know that that was going to be in the result even though people warned them Mm -hmm. so it's so that's the thing about it in
1: some cases they were the ones warning us you had white people saying no this is rough not alone there's more than one white person in that book that was like telling black people i know you're a black leader i respect that but i'm telling you this is bad if you start uh locking people up for marijuana possession we know that black people don't have the resources to fight these uh, these these convictions they're gonna go to jail and the black people will be like you're racist you're being fucking racist because um you're saying that we can't stop doing drugs you're saying you're saying you're knowing that uh uh that 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 white people get off on this crime more than others and this will force the government to put the white people in jail and shit it's like no it doesn't you know white supremacy will find a way
0: yes uh and my thing is when i was saying that people argue and now it's in reverse because that's the thing white people was and that's the thing a lot of times a group wants something and somebody is arguing against them for the for, for the better interest and they'll say no this is what we want and it's vice versa now people are arguing the other way around and people and white people are like i don't give a fuck and that's what that's what literally what black people said i don't you literally without knowing it subconsciously used the, the end result was like i didn't i don't care about the end results yeah because people probably came with stats and statistics and was like hey y'all
1: this is not what you really want well it was also a lot of theory work at the time and this is what a lot of policy stuff is that people you know it's why you know sometimes I know I can be a little too sarcastic for people or they might get a little they might bristle at some of my jokes but it's why I make so much fun of certain topics because it's like it's such theory work that I my pragmatic mind is like that's not how it's gonna go even in like even if you know it's like when people when people talk about well we're gonna just switch over the country to socialism i'm like but it's not you know it's not gonna happen and if it did happen you know white people still gonna be racist so it ain't gonna trickle all the way down to us no matter how you try to put it like like the big enemy in the room is still a lot of this prejudice that exists whether you call it one thing or you call it another you know fairness is is gonna be left up to these individual people i know um people don't like when i compare big systems to small people but you know macro vice versus micro but honestly micro people are fucking greedy yes they are and so so then you know all of us want to have our needs met we all want to live in abundance we all want all our you know no worries about money and income and shit and then at the same time we want the government or the powers that be or the billionaires or whoever to you know uh, distribute everything evenly amongst everybody and i'm like that's not gonna happen and you know to a certain extent we're all indoctrinated in this shit because i know there's times where i'm like nah i put in more work on this i deserve more and that's a small thing but everything else is built on a bigger scale right it builds out um the uh, last thing i'll say too um Uh, is that our current climate of find the thing this person did years ago heap all the blame and anger on them is a like a twitter thing like we do it Mm -hmm. with like 15 year olds who said something stupid uh and 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 we found their old you know geosites page or whatever right okay there's there's this this way of making everything this individual decision and that was the bad we you're the racist that's the now that'll fix the problem we call out every single individual who's ever been racist and then racism will stop because we're mocking these races and it's like but it hasn't worked and it's not going to work it is not like systems versus people is kind of you know it's kind of hard to 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 fix it from an individual level okay agreed. cool we do that with politicians a lot we like to individualize their decisions as if they were made in a vacuum as if there weren't constituents they were trying to please as if there wasn't communities who had input into these people's uh, policies as if people didn't vote for them for these policies and you know we watch it happen with different politicians especially on the left we watch it happen and it's so destructive it's so kind of productive because it's teaching people this ahistorical non-contextualized version of history that everybody's emperor palpatine and star wars and they're just fucking you know ma ha 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 i'm evil and it's not what's happening Mm-mm. and if we don't ex- if we don't examine why constituencies wanted the things that have happened and also why those things did not turn out to be something they should have wanted or had negative impact I feel like you're just going to keep repeating these mistakes of course and, and I think it also makes people extremely gullible you know so when you see somebody like pull up Kamala Harris's prosecutorial record out of context out of the time and go well this is not up to 2020 standards even though these decisions happened in 1989 there's a like there should be some closer examination of but why you know and how did how did people feel about these decisions how did her community how did she keep getting reelected like like there's things to this and I and I worry about it because going forward it's going to happen to Kim Fox it's going to happen to Marilyn Mosby Mm -hmm. it's going to happen to um AOC it's going to happen to all these politicians you keep watching it happen and it's and it's so counterproductive and it's and it's giving us the opposite of results that people want because instead you just hear about a bunch of people that aren't good enough and no one's ever going to get out their house and go vote for these people if we erode all the goodwill towards them and in this case this is examining that thorough history of like hey these people in our community wanted these things that we wanted to lock up our own people why and how do we stop that cycle because you can't just say it's hillary clinton's fault no it's hillary clinton's fault for listening to our church leaders it's hillary clinton's fault for listening to our other politicians it's hillary clinton's fault for listening to our activists you know, we have activists now that want everybody out of jail. At the time, they wanted people in jail. Like, this, like every and no one's going back and examining their own complicity in it. And I think that's why we're doomed. We're going to repeat this cycle soon.
0: Yeah, we are. We are. We because that's how it's designed, and you're going to keep getting the same results, and it's not going to make any sense. And it disenfranchises people. It tires people out. It makes people tap out. It makes people not give a fuck about the the the. Political. The political system at all it makes people go what the fuck what the fuck am i gonna vote for nobody's ever good enough like 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 it literally makes people lose hope like like well then why am I even gonna contribute when everybody sounds like the world is gonna come to an end tomorrow. So, you know, and that shit is real too. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the thing is nobody's perfect and everybody knows nobody's perfect and everybody says nobody's perfect, but everybody tears everybody down online, but then that's the thing, everybody tells me who they not gonna vote for. Tell me who the fuck you are gonna vote
1: for. Who are you going and to even, vote for and that's the thing. Even now what I'm saying in twenty uh twenty nineteen it's kind of weird like i'm seeing actual like individual twitter people endorse candidates like they're mm-hmm. not they're not celebrities but it's funny because for three years ago i watched those same people laugh at celebrity endorsements for for hillary and shit like who gives a fuck you know what a celebrity thinks well you must think you you some type of celebrity i have some impact is now or else you realize the power in that three years and said i'm gonna use my platform instead of being snarky and get in the race and start like endorsing people and spreading word for their platforms i'm seeing people do that and i'm not mocking them for it i'm Mm -mm. actually glad same like that's progress to me a lot of people thought it was cool to sit shit out they'll never admit why um but i do personally believe a lot of people thought barack obama was such an excellent president and even those who did nothing but deride him it's like how people talk bad about lebron james like you talk bad about him because you expect him to be excellent and you expect there to always be something you can say that he was short of winning the championship that he missed this shot or he made this wrong pass so you just take his excellence for granted because that's what we getting used to the new standard and we're shitting on the new standard right he ain't no jordan or whatever right cool well they thought that the baton he was doing so well the baton would just be handed off to hillary clinton mm-hmm. it would be a coronation mm-hmm. um people make it seem like that's what hillary thought but she had a right to think it and so did all the people that were talking shit about her and so did all the people who were supporting her and so did the republicans everybody thought she was gonna win every poll said she was gonna win everyone thought she was gonna win and so once you have that people play contrarian and i think you had this type of response, and then in 2019, people are now like, oh, we were not as safe as I thought. And I've watched these rights of people get eroded, just like people warned me about um people that said hey you can't just be walking around promoting apathy and telling people to sit this one out and Not vote right and then turn around telling you how much you care about people and care about different causes because they're going to lose those people and now even if you thought barack obama wasn't doing a good job on certain topics you cannot make an argument that trump is doing a better job he's doing worse and if and if sometimes in some places he's doing downright evil and and gleefully you know like you know uh separating children in, that, from their families at the border um you know passing a law against trans people in the military um obviously trying to uh get abortion rights repealed like you're talking about a man who takes pride in this immigration kicking people out anti um anti-muslim uh stuff like this is a dude so you took people took shit for granted and then like most americans they got lazy and they needed a wake-up call and this was their wake-up call and so anyway it's funny to see people now endorsing candidates like they went full circle 180 to i refuse to acknowledge the obvious choice should be hillary clinton to well now i'm I'm wanna gonna endorse one of these 20 motherfuckers that's running right now and it's been interesting to watch but i'm actually glad that they're in the game uh as opposed to sitting on the sideline like they did 2016 or even worse even worse some of them didn't even sit on the sideline they made it seem like they were sitting on the sideline, and then they went out and voted. Yes, they so, did. So then for like the Twitter, this sort of Twitter pats on the back, you go, I'm so apathetic, I black people shouldn't have to do shit, nobody should care, you know, uh, Bernie a bus, all these type of things, and then when um, the shit hit the fan, you know, it was like, well, I went out and voted, so I don't know, don't be blaming me, like, nah, you, people using their platform more wisely this time, and I'm actually here for it, so uh anyway this is the blackout tips guys let's get into your feedback we got a lot of stuff uh to get to today um you know we like to start first and foremost with the people that gave us some moolah okay because those are the ones some money who uh go to our website they look on the right hand side it says would you like to you know put something on this podcast like mm-hmm. to donate mm. people can do one time recurring you know we like we like to think of it as giving us a tip okay yes give us a tip they give us a little tip and we like to you know sing them a little song i
2: dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song's for you
1: today's a new day new day new tubman's renate m hit us with that recurring donation thank you so much olivia uh a girl film um uh, what is a uh, rad film lawyer
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh black film press comics thank you ricka a pretty Ricky, what you call him? uh hit us with that recurring donation david in brooklyn shout out to brooklyn Uh, Laura F., thank you for the recurring donation. Triangle Wine Co., we appreciate you. We do. Kalfani G., thank you so much. Uh, Chris from Hawaii with the recurring donation. Tabitha M., thank you so much. April G., we appreciate you, April. Corey A., the tickler. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Brianna F., we appreciate you. Joy M., thank you so much. Alexis H., thank you. Donna W. Thank you as much uh so much as well. Regina G. We appreciate you. Our man Wonga from Down Under. Mm-hmm. Good day, mate. Or good night, mate. I don't know what time it is over there. <laughs> Samuel H. J. Thank you very much. Tanya S. Thank you as well. And that is everybody. Shout out to my phone for being a real MVP. <laughs> yes! My and it's dark in my heart and
2: it feels like a cold
1: it ain't easy, but today's a new day. Yeah. But they tell me, where are my, are my blue skies?
0: Where is that love, y'all? Where is the love and the joy that you
1: promised to bring me? It's all right. right. The truth is, I almost gave know. up uh, my power hey. that I can't explain. Hell now now we're 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 from heaven, like a flower.
2: Now you I
1: smile. Even though it hurts me, I
2: smile
0: I know God is working, so I smile Even though I've been here for a while I smile,
1: smile It's so hard to look up when you look down I sure would hate to see you give up now You look so much
2: better when you smile Smile for me
1: can you just smile for me? Whatever you're going through right now, smile for me. Smile. All right, all right. Let's get into these five star reviews. We got quite a so few. Yay! That's right. We got some on iTunes. Um, Let's see, huh? Um, we got one. Of the first one is I'ma Go 50. Five stars i'm dying playing with rod today he done all lives matter to show that white woman of color is out of control three laughing emojis stop him karen stop him uh kenny jacks from neck thank you thank you appreciate you kenny jacks love i love 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 this podcast it's my favorite podcast over pod save america npr karen and her sidekick rod have awesome segments like my new fave reading rainbow hey new fave um the melange of politics humor family and blackness makes me tune in every week including behind the paywall they are the hardest working couple in podcasting and the warmth and community around them reveals the quality of their work their guests are incredible as well and have clued me into so many other great podcasts i love them and will always support them and their work thank you thank you okay come through with these praises okay i need to hear this one of my favorite favorite podcasts five stars by mac dolphin i'm sorry the last one was from ogun the hunter okay all right uh, Ma- uh so mac dolphin says i love guess the race and fucking with black people you two are a great duo thank you thank you Listener for life says five stars happy holidays karen and rod Hard emoji i love you both so much and have been a listener for years this is one of my first podcasts that i fell in love with this show keeps me informed and up to date on news across the nation thank you for all the hard work you do in the last each week happy new year thank you amber in thank you five stars mm-hmm. another five stars this is from Amin man noir who says a completely petty zone five stars <laughs> i'm going to yell into this mall this i'm going to yell in this mall this episode is just comedy five out of five stars all the time if y'all want to roll on the floor laughing in public then this podcast is for you when rod went from dropping your kid on the side of the motherfucking hallway a highway to but i cannot judge had me almost crying in the food court the limits of mental gymnastics people try to do in order to pretend that they are seeing all sides of some pseudo-spiritual bs is annoying because they are too scared to say you hurt my feelings which is okay but don't try to be the wokest mcwokingtons while doing it anyway this podcast is great and they actually read the reviews to give everyone a voice and will make changes to the show to give it a trial and put changes in quotes because yes it was petty uh thank you it's funny i read that review and was like i'm gonna make a whole show like this just just to show people that this shit is exhausting and stupid and a waste of time and nobody would listen to it Mm-mm. five stars i'm a new this is from marge in charge i'm a new listener and both hosts are so entertaining but karen's energy is infectious thank you i feel like she hikes everyone up around her and i want to be more like that she does. You should see her when we go out. <laughs> These fucking and shit. Uh, they it's,
0: love me. They be like, can I hug
1: you? They be about it. Yeah, the way that the, like, <laughs> she, she give Karen a hug every time we go out. And I just get like the head nods, you know. <laughs> I'm like,
0: Cause you my sidekick in real life. <laughs> I know.
1: It's so funny. People write in it. Yeah, so Roger. Crazy. Roger
0: go out without me to some of the places we yeah frequently. They only ask about how he doing. They but like, why your wife?
1: Yeah it's funny man because i always tell people like contrary to popular belief i'm the petty bitch in the relationship
0: so, <laughs>
1: y'all should probably yeah i do let a lot of stuff go everybody be like you know let uh y'all you know everybody be like don't talk about karen i'm always like y'all really shouldn't talk about me either because i'm petty i try not to be but it happens and then i can't control it i normally regret it later but if i can figure a joke out of it i'm gonna be <laughs> uh, impactful five stars you two have really impacted me over the last couple of years uh, this is from blackness and tech uh, love what you're doing you've helped me my you've helped my mental health in ways I can't explain the thoughtfulness of this podcast rubs off on me and has definitely helped me become a better human being best black podcast in history wish you both the best happy holidays thank you uh and then like the strong arm emoji black power emoji and the black heart emoji thank you <laughs> you know I appreciate that um we set out to make a good podcast and uh it's definitely black so we wanted the best if we're the best in the black history I feel like you know that's that's a hell of a feat ain't it though maybe that teach us in these black history classes it's a long time from now uh we did get one five-star review on itunes for sport movie reviews yeah yeah finishing 2019 strong hello rod and karen happy holidays to you and crew it's time for my quarterly review i figured i had better get on it before karen drops an audible smoke and I made it through the year and I don't want any trouble. A big rant down below. Now that that's out the way, thank you guys for another year of great content. In episode 2010, Cold World, I listen to you guys explain how voter suppression is still happening across parts of the U.S. It's crazy. Between the youth flexing online with customers' money, don't worry if it's FDI insured, <laughs> the, the sword ratchetness involving a builder and dinner ladies was out of the, uh, out of the fuck, wait, was out, was out, F- this world okay got it cool. typo it was out this world thank you for expressing that no one knows what to do when a random act of violence occurs case in point my cousin lost her husband due to a domestic attack when his friend and the guy's girlfriend uh between his friend and the guy's girlfriend wow he tried to de-escalate with words but the guy took offense and stabbed him both guys are barely over 25 years old tragic part Ooh. my cousin was left to raise three young children um 10 and under luckily with help of family all of them are productive young adults yeah man you really don't know man like i i think we get online and behind the safety of our phones we talk a big game but Mm -hmm. man you really don't fucking know what's what you're gonna do
0: or what's gonna happen right and most people aren't gonna jump in or they're gonna grab their phones or they're gonna walk away the average person when rubber hits, hits the road, are not willing to risk their life for anybody else. Mo the average person, no matter how big and bold, no matter if you think you will, is the between I think I will and something actually happen. Mm-hmm. Cause I think about the incident that happened in Seattle with those Muslim girls and mm-hmm. them dudes that died. That was more than just them on that train, but but yeah. those two men happened to be the two men that and happened to
1: right to go forward. And the worst part to me was the reaction online where people being like i don't know why people are applauding those men that died." that's what people are supposed to do blah blah and i was like i honestly was like y'all are so woke that you're fucking stupid right like like you're callous pieces of shit for saying that because you know that these people gave their lives whether they they knew it was a possibility yes they did and when 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 people sit there and stand there all you do is you know deride them and shit but then When these these girls were alive and these girls were saying like we're thankful those men saved our lives and then you go online and you have people literally being like it's not a big deal that those men died for these girls and or you know like i don't know why why you know why we always try to act like they deserve a cookie i'm like well nigga if you die maybe you deserve a goddamn oreo maybe maybe we can give this guy a cookie maybe they can come to the posthumous heavenly cookout okay maybe at some at some point you have to stop performing blackness in a way that is is not true to what blackness is in life like this noble white people are coming to the cookout as fake blackness is so whack to me because it's like it's not true and if you live i'd rather deal with the truth than the, the the bullshit and i think that um that was a prime example of what we call allies and people that really you know was dedicated to 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 protecting these, these uh young women i think i don't remember if they were both black or if it was like one was black and one was but whatever protecting these young women mm-hmm. and being like nah you're not gonna do this shit and literally gave their lives up for it and like i said you still saw some of the responses like no big deal and i'm like it's like nobody knows die, so what yeah, are we talking about here nobody knows what it's gonna do just hope that it, you never have to be in that situation because you don't know if it's gonna be you or not right uh we got some five star reviews on stitcher um as well um I believe we got two of them uh john b9 says girl it's right." no i'm just kidding but john <laughs> b9 john b9 is his name very insightful always relevant always funny i have been listening to almost every episode for many years at this point rod and karen have really shaped how i see the world they approach the world with both patience and critical thinking i think rod has the best judgment of any commentator i'm aware of but i can also tell that a lot of it comes from his connection to karen also in the last year i have never laughed harder than when karen said a certain person was having a hard time i'm still laughing they're the best thank you thank you and uh that's a hell of a compliment thank you very much man mm-hmm. i sometimes i feel like uh when i talk about this stuff you know and i I think it's just because of my brain and the way i process shit i always feel like i'm letting people down because i'm not jumping to normally to extremes you know and i you know i try my best not to be too harsh and too judgmental but i mean i'm a human i you know some shit i just you know i'm not gonna be able to see both sides on and and um also i just try to be focused on the bigger picture now because i think we have enough content telling us jump to every conclusion make every rash decision be as harsh or as or as praiseworthy you know like be like be a stand be a hater like i think too much shit out there is like that you know yeah and while i do you know have my fun i i enjoy people i enjoy going up for stuff I'm trying to just be a lot more cognizant of just like the things I'm absorbing and what it's, the messages I'm receiving and what it's trying to get me to do what actions they want me to take
0: yeah and also i think because of the way your mind tick that's why certain people are drawn to you especially intellectuals or people that are like really want to kind of challenge themselves they actually are drawn to you because they want to see what you think or or how, how you process it how you how you filter things and you know and we we balance each other out because there are things where It came up and you've talked to me about it I was like okay I might be be too harsh on this you know I I might need to extend that 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 compassion in these certain situations and you know it's it's a it's a balancing act not to always respond on your first instinct because a lot of times what I've realized particularly the older I get a lot of times your first response ain't the best it's not filtered it's not thought out it's based on pure and raw emotions and there's nothing wrong with emotions and emotions can can help dictate a decision but everything you do shouldn't be dictated on that initial emotional reaction it's not healthy and it's not safe
1: yeah i know this year particularly i set out on the podcast and just just life with the idea that i'm gonna lean more into just who i am and what i how i feel because sometimes i was making too much space for other people and i was being surrounded by too many people's takes on shit that were they made it feel like that was reality and i'm not saying those people are wrong or bad or whatever but it's just i as an empath i don't need to be absorbing every fucking thing and sometimes you know they will have a, you know like you like for example um whatever the pop culture celebrity who fucked up of the day is right you pick the whichever one normally it's not that bad you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like normally it's something where a well you can understand how a well-intentioned person could fuck up you also could understand how people ain't always been that woke you also could understand how some of the people coming down on these folks shared their same views but maybe they weren't online at the time or maybe they learned a year ago and now they're shitting on everybody else and so i try to have some perspective and say well what this person believes could be dangerous or harmful but at the same time i don't know necessarily that i you know it could have not been me or it could have not been somebody else i love or care about and stuff like that you know this some and plus honestly man the way my brain works too is comedy so like if i can find the funny in it like why something to me is silly now it might, it might be expressing something that goes directly against what my friends think for example i have a lot of friends that are online friends anyway that think you motherfuckers supposed to go to thanksgiving and christmas and slap their uncle that's uh make america great again or whatever the fuck right? right and you know for years i would just be like okay well i guess go confront that motherfucker but then over time i thought about it, i was like that's kind of ridiculous you know what i mean and then that, the joke i finally settled on was motherfuckers want you to go to thanksgiving and fuck up your christmas presents you know and that's funny ob- objectively to me like mm-hmm. you know go cuss out your uncle over the cowboys game about trump and then when it's time for a christmas presents you ain't getting shit mm-hmm. you that know thing. right and so it's just kind of it's like it's more relatable and funny but that that process is actually really a thought process that I had because I don't think conversations are going to change people at Thanksgiving dinner. I don't think that that's how that works, you know, so you know, I had to come up with a way to be funny about it and so, you know, I appreciate people that take the time out to say like, I, you know, and also I realize that's what makes our show different and makes it special and, you know, for me personally better than a lot of people's shows it's like, I'm not just trying to fit the wave, I'm not just trying to do what people think and uh, and regurgitate back to them their opinion so they can pat me on the back and be like, Oh, you're so great, you know. And sometimes, you know, it's just like we, we've been doing this for years, sometimes people agree with a lot of the shit and they fucking love us. And sometimes they disagree and they fucking don't like us. And sometimes they come around and sometimes they don't, you know. Some, there's people that start off liking us and we hit a sore spot eventually on something and they realize they can't handle differences of opinion, you know, or they can't handle a person that's not, that, that makes a joke about, you know, something that that's passionate about. They can't handle that. And I, and I accept that that's just part of the job now. And it so is. I, re, to be frank, I mean, there's along with about way of saying it, but I just stopped worrying about whether or not people were going to like me or like what I was talking about or be pissed off because I'm doing my fucking best. And that's all anybody is really, responsible for, it, you know, and I try to uh, approach things now with that in mind of other people. Like maybe this person is doing their best and they're not where I would like them to be, but it's possible they could get further along that path or get to a point where I'm looking Mike, look at you. Look at all that growth, you know. Um I don't want to be the person watching somebody walk a mile and shitting on them every step of that mile. Like I I'm, i'll check back in you know see what your process is later you know and yeah if you're doing something fucked up i'm i'm totally willing to be like that right there was fucked up um but then when you start trying to make help steps to amend it or do better i you know i'm gonna keep that same energy of hey you're doing better good for you um all right let's see so uh very insightful did we read this one? okay yeah the last one dallas dude says five stars i can't i can't live without this show uh, i've been listening to this show for about three years now and after hearing rod as a guest on the now defunct on a now defunct podcast he was so entertaining and interesting i sought out sought out the black Guy with tips and have been listening ever since as a 50 year old liberal black man it's so refreshing to hear rod a straight black male be so honest and non-pandering lgbt positive and so free of toxic masculinity um you know i still got something in there i'm done i'm not gonna lie i follow nothing but butts on instagram i come on it's not a joke yeah. guys yeah and, <clears throat> and
0: i still have some form of patriarchy in me because i show stand my black ass in front of that door and she let really will open the door up for she me
1: absolutely fucking will y'all Fuck that it could be three degrees outside i don't care she'll be like a man gonna open this door and i'm like that's right. right mm-mm-mm it be your own faves y'all cancel karen and you can't <laughs> and you can't help but love karen's down to earth opinions and views plus unlike many podcast hosts host, she openly admits when she doesn't know something and i'm here for it Mm-hmm. we all can learn okay that's one of the things i learned from karen because i've many a time tried to fake my way through something and end up looking even dumber than if i would have just been open up front like i don't know what the fuck you talking about The main thing that separates this black podcast from others, none of the religious posturing that so many black podcasts do is someone who believes religion has done more harm to us than good. It's so nice to hear two black hosts giving their total 100% opinions about the blessed and highly favored rhetoric attached. I simply love these two. Yeah, man, that took a while. You know, speaking of things, you know, developing on the show, that took a while for me to even like talk about on the show, you know, was, being like an atheist you know what I mean being like yeah so you know and I and it's not you know it's weird because when you say that as a black person obviously it's more complicated um because you're essentially um you're you're essentially talking about the black church which was a very a very essential part of black resistance so there's a history there that i don't ever want to disrespect right but at the same time i i'd be less than honest to look around at some religion has really like uh hurt our people and really been used for bad things and not just among black people but in the world uh and just ignore that shit. and i feel like that's the part that's weird or to treat every single infraction from religion like it's an individual problem it's like nah if if catholicism has enabled thousands of children to be abused i can't just sit by in good conscience and be like well you got a few rotten apples no that's a catholic problem y'all fucking kids okay that's not good it is a problem no other organization in the fucking planet could get away with that um and be and it be okay you know what i mean like like if that was uh Lowe's, there would be no more Lowe's. you know oh, what Lowe's i mean would be out of fucking business right so but i also try to do it without just like constantly banging on religion because i you know I, I you know my goal is not just to hop on here and be like let me tell you what's wrong with these christians every week because mm-hmm. it's not like i'm hurt by christianity or whatever i know some people become atheists because they were hurt in church like they really believed and then something bad happened to them and then it's like fuck church fuck all these christians i don't have no animosity in that way but i'm just being honest about the impact that it's had and the, uh you know and some of the things that it's done to, to the community that i feel like aren't good so um uh, but thank you guys for all the five star reviews yes we appreciate them all of them and we did get some comments on the website let's go to the com um the first episode was our feedback episode 2008 it's coming it's really turning into years how far we've come along (laughs) we're gonna be at 2020 before 2020 right 2008 amazingly riddled with beautiful blackness was the name of the episode uh, we had four comments. Celeste63 says, "Hi Rod and Karen. The best thing about people sending silly negative comments is that you turn them into jokes. It's literally the gift that keeps on giving. LOL. Thank you. That's what we we try. We try our best,
0: you know, to do that. And sometimes I be on that 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 joking front, but yeah, most times, Roger.
1: Yeah, uh it's funny though because um, you you're doing you were doing good, feeding off of it and being like, no, you know, and that makes it funnier because I just keep going." um so it was you know we were both in on the joke amon says about these phones my daughter was so disappointed when she realized i upgraded my phone she asked to see my hand and took my finger what? then she looked at me and i just said it doesn't use your fingerprint on this phone and i haven't put my face on it because she gets my husband's phone and just puts it in front of his face lol not me you have to ask and then maybe i key in my code mom laughs come on these babies be want these phones boy you be around a kid these days boy they Like, don't let them see your phone. They become instantly not interested in whatever the fuck you was doing. They be like, mm, you got some games on this? I'm like, hey, man. I I was asking how school was going. Yeah,
0: I I, mm had... uh layla don't ask no more because i just train her i don't i'm like nope, nope nope oh yeah nope, no kid nope. can see
1: my phone because nope, what nope. if they
0: go to my instagram and now it's butts all over da, 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 that's phone. my thing i want i'll be like nope, mm-mm, nope 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 like i have told her no so many times she don't even ask anymore because my thing i said bad I, and not I tell me fun one of do you got mcdonald's money i was like baby you tear this phone up you can't fix this phone no thank no ma'am
1: right so you know you ain't gotta like you know try to you know how your mama snatched the soul out of my body because you know went on you you've been over here hearting uh uh reagan k's instagram right
0: and i done got tumblr on my phone but before i used to have tumblr on my phone and then would have booty pics and everything else on it
1: too and no sti- ma'am and i still got tumblr on my phone that's the other thing it's still porn on there i don't know what people talk yeah
0: about. on mine too so i'm yeah. like no ma'am no i was like no i tell her no it, it has adult content on it no ma'am
1: right so um that's why it's my phone Mm-hmm, mm-hmm uh let's see classic uh r&b lover says hello rod and karen or should i say sidekick <laughs> i know i have my own assholery i mean we all do but the nerve of that person to label karen is a sidekick i wonder if they listen to pregame and balls deep and if so do they view just is that how do they view justin it's interesting how people denigrate women without the slightest thought come on classic r&b lover that's all i was saying like because it was like someone on twitter and you know these people they like they don't be on twitter a lot so Mm-mm. sometimes I, I I can't tell if it's just a lack of twitter etiquette or they just right you know and then also i have to get used to the fact that people see what we do as this product it's not necessarily us Mm-mm. but it's kind of hard because it's us making this product and it's the product is us but anyway we agreed yes um they oppose us something on our on our hashtag being like Well, karen you know maybe people you could be not misogynistic and think karen is a sidekick because it's not like she introduces any segments and i was like yeah except i listen to a lot of podcasts where both hosts don't introduce segments Mm -mm. It's normally one host kind of moving briskly briskly along and even when um when it's a man i've never heard someone say that person's a sidekick not once justin we had the same format on the sports show and pregame not once have i got that we've been doing i think i looked up we done 330 of those shows not not one feedback ever has ever been like he's not enough of the show or he's a sidekick or not a co-host right um reggie and nick jew i listen to them every week uh they get feedback never once is reggie some considered a sidekick you know, normally Nick Jules the one who, because this is just the way things organized, moderates and organizes your segments.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, just you find know, somebody has to do it.
1: And I and I, and I say this, and I think what happens, it's kind of like the calling someone racist. They they hear racist and then they bristle and they go, no, 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 absolutely not, not me, couldn't be. And what I'll say instead is, I think people have like misogyny. Everyone has misogyny inside them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just don't even consider it. Mm-hmm. Why? And then when you say, hey, well that could be a bit of a misogynistic way of looking at it to say this person that's here for every fucking episode of the show ever is not the co-host only and and, it, and it's not something you would ever accuse a man of being mm that may become come from misogyny it's like people can't relate they can't hear it they just shut up la 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 and there's you know this person obviously didn't respond when i said it i, I actually might go back and just delete my response because i mm-hmm. it wasn't mean or anything but mm-hmm. i was just like you know have you thought about this but they're not interested in listening they're interested oh, in never you know saying what they have to say and just dipping. um i'm the one that keeps thinking it's gonna be a conversation but uh and then the other thing was um what was the other thing um but yeah yeah it's just you never see that really oh i know what it was there's a npr episode about vocal fry type in npr vocal fry and google it'll come up Mm -hmm. and it's one of my favorite episodes of a podcast because it talks about how npr has to deal with the fact that they have women host and they get so much negative feedback only on the shows hosted by women and they get it's about their voice it's about a lot of stuff they can't change they have generic they have generic responses that they send people right and to the point where they basically throw people's emails in the trash right in, in the virtual trash because they're like This is an email that we've just decided. We know this. We've gotten so many of these. We know it's just about the fact that it's women. We don't get these about men ever, and it's not about their opinions. It's about the the what the sound of their voice. You can't stand to hear a woman's voice, and then you have to write in to tell us about it. Like, but you but you're not misogynistic. We're always programmed to to deal with this shit. I had a person write in to talk about my voice being too high for a guy as big as me. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's my voice. I can't do shit about it. You know. Well, anyway, Brooklyn Shubay says, "Thank you for the new the evil inside design." Just bought me a t shirt. Oh shit! See, I promised to buy it if you made it, and I did. Happy holidays! Thank you. You did. I made that t shirt specifically with you in mind. I did not. I had no idea what it should look like. I just kind of made a random design and put in the words and i'm glad you enjoyed it mm-hmm. um the poll was do you mail out holiday cards yes or no 35% of the audience says yes 65% says no we haven't done it in a long time i used to do it to like what day. you mean we i mail them out every single I'm, year i mean so yes. i am in the yes category with 35% uh go go ahead you can do and,
0: and when i mean i'm when i when i mean me like yeah we, we send them out to like the fans and things
1: like that but i uh-huh. i'll be adding i'll be adding our friends to them
0: oh and family too
1: yeah
0: okay i didn't know
1: yeah my parents christian you know people like that uh, i didn't know my back mm-hmm nick jew you know um but uh yeah so um rebecca says doing christmas cards is all the holiday spirit i can muster this year but put on a few carols wiped out out of whipped out a few cards and called christmas done yours in the mail merry christmas there i said it rebecca thank you rebecca thank you alicia says every year i plan to take family pics and upload them on shutterfly and make them all pretty and mail them out and at least hand or at least hand them out never happens though this year i failed again i say that's another reason i say turn it into holiday cards because then yeah. you got till like the end of the year them extra days after christmas or you know all Up the to way the to the of the year all the way yeah that's what i said yeah okay. all, uh, all the way to mlk day if i'll scratch yeah it, i'll be like i believe in this too here's your holiday card it's not late it's early for mlk day Lamont says, I'm just not organized enough and honestly I don't always want one from the people who do send them. You're going to put it on Facebook anyway. Last time I sent out cards was nine years ago when I was pregnant. LOL, shaking my head. The only people I send cards and photos to now are grandparents, my accountant, and older aunts and uncles.
0: Probably because they ain't online.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think being online is kind of done away with the the use the the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the biggest why most, most people don't send them. Miss Barnes says, "Sales Club fucked me up this year. I ordered my holiday cards this year, thinking the photo lab was inside the store. I went to the store this past weekend to find out not only that my cards will show up the, till the weekend before Christmas, they took out the whole photo lab. Can't stand them. I know there are white women of color problems, but damn." <laughs> <laughs> i wish i got a heads up so i could lower my expectations fyi your car will be in the mail after christmas shaking my head don't worry about don't it don't worry about it some of y'all cars gonna get in the mail after christmas it's mm-hmm. fine bookman shoe says normally i do but this year i didn't get a chance to buy any cars so everyone might get e-cars only send out about 10 a year my family and my good friends nothing wrong with that yeah i'm just always interested in that I, I didn't do cars until we started the podcast and it was just an idea i had a few years ago and I'm actually kind of surprised I stuck with it, cause, uh, this is not really the kind of shit I do. Yeah, this, <laughs> I was going to say,
0: this is not his thing.
1: He <laughs> uh, nah, ju- would be
0: another store, but not him.
1: We had episode 2009, a judgment-free zone, uh, where we had Karen and Justin on. Uh, we had some comments, uh, from people. Katrice says, this episode was drenched in petty. Laughed my ass off. I hated it, but I couldn't stop laughing. Poor little Tink Tink uh janique janica Jen, says my auntie bought me the what does It kill you makes you blacker uh book for christmas can't wait to read it thanks for reading the excerpts oh it's so good oh enjoy it and in a small world revelation like one of the people i was reading about in that passage listens to the show
0: ah that
1: was crazy the world's so small man ain't it
0: though
1: that, that's crazy i was like i hope we didn't make you feel bad
0: Mm-mm. and then
1: we kind of chatted back and forth and um she was like you know you just don't realize i just i know it affected him like that and stuff i was like we all do it though and i know subconsciously we just don't know growing up man the shit that i associated with what was poor and all that stuff and then the you know it's a it's a it's a um it's a uh what do you call it it's a it's you it's an evolution it is you grow every people ain't that fucking different and nobody was that fucking woke man come on like maybe they will be now because all the resources online and shit but like most told me what you a woke i looked at you like the fuck
0: is a woke get away from me
1: not just the the word but i'm just talking about the idea of being like so fucking ahead of the times and be like no there's nothing wrong with uh, baloney, government bologna okay. Nah, I, well, that was a long period of my life where I'm like, that's the ghetto. You pull out some fucking fried bologna I'm like, that's that government issued thick ass bologna Ooh, that. i had fried bologna forever. Yeah, that don't cook up, right? And you can't get it on the fucking bread because always yes. bubble up. Yeah. You know, you gotta like cut that's the a edge the or some shit. And I don't, you know, at the time I didn't know enough about all that and, you know, liver mush and, mm. um, you know, if there's still black people that have aversions to certain type of foods because you associate it with negativity and blackness and Correct. poverty and stuff. It's, and, it, and you'll probably never get it all out. I mean, I make jokes about it sometimes. Karen will be like, so what are we eating tonight? And I'll be like, hog malls. And you know, I know we're not going to have hog malls. I so can't find nowhere to serve them, but it's just, you know, it's just a joke, you know, but all of it comes from a real place. And so, you know, whether it's Kool-Aid, or you know in my case i told her it was ramen noodles yeah uh, that was what i the oodles and noodles what they used to call them and ramen's pride and 75 cent noodles and i associated that with just po a bunch of sodium on some motherfucking noodles yeah, and now that was my world doing college and now you can't go a block downtown charlotte without a fucking artisanal the, ass ramen shop ramen shop that they charge you fucking you know rent to uh take for a bowl for a bowl and i'm like damn we was getting this shit for 75 cent you know just it's just ha- it's funny how it, i said it's just fun life is funny that way so no shade um classic r&b lover says hi Rod, karen and justin this episode was too too funny it started off good with judgment free ride but it really kicked up when the real ride returned. i couldn't agree more about your comments on orlando jones and american god season two it was vastly superior but for some strange reason people couldn't connect with it i know i i, I don't know i this is probably where i hurt my own self by that participating in these fan groups and talking to these people because i don't i mean i'm talking black people i don't know why they didn't like season two i thought the shit was good i'm glad i watched it after everybody else and binge it right because uh i damn sure didn't want to be like having them yucking my yum on this but man i I don't know what it was that was bad orlando because uh, I, i need i tend to believe orlando because the middle eastern actor who played the gay uh gay gen has been let go as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i saw that after the show posted i for one will not be watching season three as for the plantations and white people flocking in them for weddings i perpetually give ryan reynolds a side eye because he got married on a plantation that's right deadpool be out here faking the funk to our face like judd from the Watchmen, uh while flashing white power signs and being a member of the seventh cavalry behind our backs damn class of RB lover um yeah, I knew he got married, cause didn't he marry that white woman y'all can't say? What no, is that white woman? I don't know. First of all, I know all of them. Yes, yes, I get to joke. But, there's a white woman, Brooke, something, let's start with a B maybe? Fuck, I cannot remember who that man's wife is. She's like the white, like, if Taylor Swift is white woman TMA, she's like white woman TMB. They said Blake. Blake Lively, yes, mm-hmm. that's, she's a, she's like a very pure, pure Aryan. Goddess white woman, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, he got married to her, I think. And they got married on the plantation. You
0: know what I mean?
1: Well, that movie, uh, The Rhythm Section, where Sterling K. Brown's in it, that you asked me about, Mm -hmm. where it's gonna be like a woman whose family got killed, and she's going to kill a lot of people. Mm -hmm. She's the one that stars in that. Oh,
0: that's her. Okay. That's
1: Blake Lively. Um, anyway, though, uh, yeah, that's funny. That's all. I, 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 I personally don't, um, i think i explained it on the show but i don't think white people go to plantation weddings on some we're gonna show these niggers mm-hmm. you know overt racism shit no. i think they just don't care and they don't know and the people that handed down knowledge to them did not talk about that shit or they said it was happy slaves and shit and that's just enough cognitive dissonance for these motherfuckers to believe the shit wasn't that bad and so um that's what happens now i did have this idea that we should photoshop slaves into the uh background of these pictures and shout out to my man uh jack Laflair on uh twitter which is fucking hilarious he went and did it and uh he took it to the smartest he did the smartest version of it he went and got movies where they have actors who play slaves, mm-hmm. which is so smart because i was thinking about real fucking like slave pictures mm-hmm. which let's be honest niggas would have been way too triggered and offended mm-hmm. but um and then other people participated too. It was so good. Like, I think he started a Twitter account, Savory Picks or something like, like that. that. Yeah. It was so good. And it's like, someone took like, uh, Harriet, uh, like, uh, Cynthia Erivo from Harriet hiding behind a tree and made it look like she was peeking in on somebody's wedding photos. <laughs> ah, ah! You know, someone took the woman, this isn't even slavery, but someone took the woman from Get Out and put it in the background of a house on a plantation looking out the Aww. window. Like, they <laughs> yeah, did. That's th- hilarious they were so good man Those that joint had your boy cracking up um bookland shoe says every time you refer to karen as your sidekick i remember a scene from the tick cartoon when someone asked Arthur who he is and the reply is sidekick the villain says kick him to the side he literally got kicked <laughs> literally got kicked to the side
0: shout out to the tick i love that show
1: yeah i still have to watch the live action one um, i haven't
0: seen that one either i watched the yeah. cartoon
1: uh bamil 73 says based on this episode here are some of Rod's favorite artists artistes uh kendrick la petty, tom petty and the heartbreakers a tribe called petty notorious p-e-t-t-y petty labelle petty Cass, petty dan earth and petty do not take this as a judgment however because apparently all opinions are valid aren't they though <laughs> i don't even feel judged um And the poll for the episode was do you prefer the non-judgmental rod yeah i I do want to see you know how people might a lot you know maybe i can go back to doing that uh, a lot of people enjoyed it my vote is no okay what the the options are no or i'm not judging or yes so carey you're saying no you do not prefer that okay you and most of the audience agree 56 percent said no they do not like the non-judgmental ride
2: Mm
1: -mm. uh 44 percent said i'm not judging and zero percent said yes which feels like a judgment (laughs) tyrone m says the centrist guy who tips is not my favorite boo alicia says this is the black guy who tips in other words the black guy who gives two cents brooklyn Shubay, well i just like to get one cent to one side and one cent to the other no brooklyn Shubay says i'm in it for the judging please judge away amon says i miss the old rajay the <laughs> judgmental petty rajay straight from the, to your for your throat rajay yo man f this new rajay i only we could love rajay like rajay loves rajay uh, <laughs> judge on brother judge on miss barnes says in my black mother voice say you're not going to judge one more time one more time (laughs) and suave p says the fuck is this stop it stop it right now this is stupid (laughs) people are not a fan of non oh wow okay i
2: was not a fan
1: all right i guess people just didn't didn't see the uh point all right the next episode only had two comments it was episode 210 cold world k-o-h-l world uh, for that nigga with no pants on outside of coals, ah! um, <laughs> uh, and we got two comments. Let me slide on down to the reggae section and check this out. Um, all right, it's taking a while to load on this page. No oh, shit. It's Irish right, comments, just slow. All right. Uh, <clears throat> here we go. All right. So anonymous writes in. Oh wait, it was Marcy. Okay, so Marcy writes in. Uh, but for some reason she hadn't logged in, so it said it posted as anonymous. Uh, in regards to people saying that Lizzo's music is for white people, I wish everyone would realize that all current music we have is because of black people. We would all be listening to orchestral music if not for musical genius, the musical genius of black people. I mean, i get that some stuff that white people like is pretty corny but corny can also be pretty good at times so that hasn't really stopped black people from liking corny shit either either way black people will continue to create great art and i hope white people will keep supporting it because black people deserve our support and we just damn well owe it to them i mean i get black people being suspicious of white people liking the stuff they create it wasn't that long ago that white people would steal shit for uh shit out from under them and get rich off of it mm-hmm. while the black person basically starved hmm. it's not like this country has ever really recognized the enormous contributions that black people have made to the literary literally every fiber of this country i get it it makes sense and i'm actually more surprised that more black people don't feel that way i'm very glad you guys don't become don't because i'm in a totally non-fetistic way i love black people uh a fetishistic way i love black people i want to see all of us come together rise up and pick each other up it tears me up the way this country has been going and i just don't understand it uh thanks as always for this podcast i always mean to comp- comment but work gets in the way haha uh marcy thank you marcy thank you yeah man i'm not interested in uh i'm not i'm just not interested in the whole idea that like if white people consume something black it then becomes a white thing and those black people become less black and people do that too much it's why you don't catch me on the show talking shit about uh black podcasts that have a white mm-hmm. fan base mm-hmm. it's fucked up to do that to black people mm-hmm. yes it is now if they're out there saying or doing something that you consider to be fucked up well cool i i'm with you I on understand that, that right. nothing wrong with that but if they just being a black ass cells and white people happen to like it the fuck oh, it. what's the problem White people like jazz. Don't mean jazz singers were fucking coons. You know? Like eventually, you know, um, that's what happens. It's, and and I really felt sad for no name because it feels like she going through that thing a lot of artists go through, a lot of creators go through with white people feeling my shit. What does this mean about me?
0: Yeah, and a lot of people go through that process. They just
1: happen to go through the process offline. Yeah, so you know it's just sad to see the to see how the head trip that it is for us because we the ones that ultimately pay the price for this shit. Mm-hmm. um Is feminism a conspiracy by white women to destroy the black community? Yes, and I'm stupid, or obviously not, Karen. No, obviously not. Okay, well, ninety six percent of y'all said obviously not. It's a surprising uh, upset to me. Four percent of y'all said yes, and I'm stupid. Ha <laughs> so i appreciate the honesty but wow i i did that's some radical honesty i did not know that
2: people
1: participated in uh amon says who are the people who voted yes and i'm stupid are you listening to the blackout tip so you can stop being stupid are you hate listening who knows but they are stupid so what can we really expect from them guys uh episode 2011 was wow uh, we had, uh, five comments. <laughs> had a lot of comments on, uh, Twitter too. People really liked this episode and, uh, related to the black church jokes that we had. They did. Um, so we got five comments. Let's see. Anonymous says, for your next white people news, can I make a suggestion of a black cover? wind blow by bone thugs and harmony i think this was one of the best ones there is and bonus fleetwood mac couldn't get any whiter lol i'll see what i can do mitchell says hey rod and karen the portion of the podcast where you talk about the church sermons brought back many memories of my childhood i grew up in church and as the granddaughter of the bishop slash pastor we would be in church forever mm-hmm. the amount of hours spent in church on a sunday would like would like you said amount to being at work for a whole day especially if there were multiple services yes sir i will say knowing how to play the tambourine is something that you learn to entertain yourself while you are a child because talking and passing notes during service was highly frowned upon that's the other thing you be up in church all day and they don't even want you to be a kid mm-mm like i gotta sit here in this itchy ass suit look stoic like i'm listening to this nigga talking about everybody gonna die mm,
0: and them tights of stockings up halfway up i mean uh little yeah. uh with them socks them socks they have little girls wear before stockings halfway up the legs mm-hmm.
1: the old man with the wow in church that i grew up in was normally a deacon or my dad would use it to signify that he was still awake because deacons even fall asleep during the sermons too lastly to clarify the confusion about the protestant and baptist protestant is the opposite of catholic uh basically the catholic church split back in the days of reformation uh of the reformation during the 16th century creating the protestant faith which led to there being multiple denominations which included baptist and pentecostal i hope that helps i love the show and the reading rainbow portions i've got so many new books to read thanks for the great content thanks mitchell thank you brooklyn shoebag says well you don't hear me though Now, listen, can I get an amen? Amen. Yes, thank you, congregation. You had me on the floor talking about, uh, black churches, same amount of words, but damn near four times as long. Ain't that the truth? Please don't let it be an Easter service. Shaking my head. The service is one hour long before the preacher even shows up to speak. Mm -hmm. When I was married and my children were toddlers, we went to church (coughs) on Easter service. Start. Do they, uh, you know, I was just wondering, do they even testify in white churches? Or is that a black thing? That, that's
0: i don't know i i've never heard them testifying like yeah i didn't think Not about it just before, now but
1: yeah because it because we also take our time to testify and people be doing that shit too take oh. your time no don't or, or if they do they don't be up there all day yeah like what's the white testifying like you know i had a hard time this year i lost my job and thanks for the power of the lord i was able to overcome amen guys have a good one like is that <laughs> is that the whole testimony all the
0: time god is good and god is good all the time all right amen have a yep. good
1: one. testimony in the motherfucking black church boy that should be a blow by blow mm-hmm.
0: that's why you have some people they'll be like look testimonies is two minutes or less wrap it up
1: mm-hmm. they be like and then once they up there it don't matter don't, ain't no rules when they start talking all right that, that, yeah they fake funk you know he woke me up this morning can i get an amen i'm like this gonna take forever mm-hmm. this gonna take forever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us, you lost your job. Mm -hmm. Hurry up! Service starting at twelve p.m., but we got the we got up at nine a.m. and got there by eleven a.m. So we were standing in line, and we could stand in line to put the babies in the nursery and get good seats. Long story short, because I had to get the babies and myself ready for church, and the babies were being uncooperative, we didn't get to church till Mm -hmm. after eleven, which is what children do. I see, ended up all the way in the back of the balcony. The church was a former movie theater. It was so warm in there. I was so tired from wrangling those babies and the service was so long that I fell asleep. Not a doze, not a quick head nod, but a full-on sleep, <laughs> complete with snoring. I'm tired, baby. My husband didn't talk to me for two weeks because he was angry. Jesus forgave me before he did, LOL. Come Damn. on. Woo. Ain't that how I be, though? Because you done embarrassed him in church in front of the community. You know they you know they was talking about you. Not even going to wake you up, just right. talking about you. Hey,
0: you know what? Me and him would have fell out. I'd be like, uh, if you didn't help with the kids, I wouldn't have sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. You know she over there falling asleep. You know,
0: you no know, knowing that she had to wrangle the babies, get herself together.
1: You know, church rumors be they don't they don't got to be true. They don't. You know she probably been drinking. I think I spelled some snaps earlier. uh Now I go to church choir to a choir Presbyterian church. I in and out in the hour, including communion. What if you go to heaven and that's what God care about? How long you was in church? You know what I mean? <laughs> An hour. Nigga, please. You ain't getting I,
0: here. I have spent a lot of time.
1: I mean, if, I you ain't, if you ain't up in here eight hours a, a a Sunday, I don't want. That's the only thing I care about. I don't care if you believe in me, nigga. Believe with more with eight hours. <laughs> he's just keeping. Believe a you in punching that clock. Because <laughs> he's keeping a tally of everybody hours. Uh, Chalk out. I looked up there. I don't see no time and a half. <laughs> no double of a time. Chaco says, honestly, going to a black church is a test of endurance, and I don't understand how come we didn't receive medals for some kind of recognition for doing so. Come on. I'll wait the day for the International Olympic Committee to have this as a sport. Oh, the National Church Endurance, International Church Endurance, black people, America gonna win. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
1: We got this. I I feel... They'll
0: be like, we're here on the National, International, Worldwide Series of Churches. Uh, We have two uh people left we have the the pentecostals and we have the non denominationals and we're we're trying to see who's gonna win they've been at this for 24 hours
1: yeah i feel like most uh like most olympic sports the black people are gonna represent america uh in national stage because we 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 got the training okay (laughs) uh going into the like i have
0: be been training for this all my life
1: we're going into the fourth round of uh, passing fourth out round? the collection plates here and up oh, and this one betsy just bowed out we got a new champion uh <laughs> i've grown up in a catholic church and i can tell these researchers only went to white catholic churches the black ones were just as much as uh just as much of an all-day affair as black church- protestant churches my family is from Haiti, and I know that my fellow classmates and friends who were from the other West Indian islands had very similar stories in terms of length of church services. It was almost like a full shift of work. It's essentially easily started at 9 a.m. and finishing around 3 p.m. You knew it was a good day if you could finish around 2 p.m. The priests must have tired themselves if they finished in that early. Uh, yeah, they got to travel to another place or something. It's always mm-hmm. something. When my family moved out of our house and we found a church nearby, we were absolutely shocked, flummoxed, and flabbergasted when we went in uh we went to our first service for on uh, Easter no less, and it was only an hour. When we got home i honestly didn't know what to do with so much time left in the day sleep eat cause a ruckus the possibilities were endless but not because <laughs> well, not really because come on i live with some black people from the islands i thought wow these white people really get to the point however in recent years as there have been new priests coming and going especially for the uh few years of their uh few years of their orders and uh, the church has gotten black priests particularly priests from other countries like the west indies or from a country in africa those services have been noticeably longer and longer i kept noticing how into their homilies they were getting especially during the midday service when there were more was more time and it would go from one hour to hour 15 minutes to hour and a half etc don't get me wrong there's still a very short time to what i had in the past but i was spoiled and had gotten used to the service only going a certain time so i wouldn't die of hunger. I had to make plans to go to this 8 a.m. service because there was definitely a time limit so that they could get ready for the next service and wouldn't lollygag for two-plus hours, and I had the rest of the day to myself. Like Brooklyn Shoebae said, in and out in about an hour. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. The preacher ain't got shit else to do. That's his, that's his job, and he only gets to do that part of the job once a week normally, and so they like to go in extra. You know what I mean? For us, it's like, nigga, I've worked all week, and now you put me to a second shift i don't like this (laughs) miss barnes 72 says you ain't said nothing but a word with black churches when i was younger my mother made me go to the family baptist church and it probably was the reason why i would never voluntarily go to another black church i made the decision to convert over to catholicism and now i can get at least get my sermons over in a smooth 10 15 minutes ain't that sad that we switch a whole religion because it's just like these niggas take too long no no No, i can't take it uh, give me some beads give me them beads i'm out uh <laughs> get get some bread good wine and be on my merry way however i did backslide when i was dating my then boyfriend and went to his family church i should have said no but decided to be a good girlfriend and went i was a dumbass for going because there were so many red flags it was a country church that was off the main paved road. oh they ain't got nothing but time, girl. They churched up there on the hill and nothing else around it. The congregation was nothing but his family. The pastor's wife cranked up the piano at 11 a.m. The sermon was full on. Preach! Take your time, pastor, in the famous wow. The main thing that had me ready to go was when my then boyfriend's aunt was diagnosed with breast cancer and they tried to do a hands-on healing with Win Dixie olive oil. Damn! Uh, uh, uh. Not the Win Dixie! Win Dixie out of business now. What kind I think of- Bottom what kind of damn in the heat of the night ass church was you going to wow y'all have
0: mlk fans and everything
1: jesus Christ. air condition didn't work everything was finally over at 20 minutes to three i will never do that ever again in my life yeah it remind me of this one time now i will say this though i remember I, I one time i went to this white church by accident um i was just trying to like find a different church and i was like i ain't never tried to go to this one First of all, it was all white people in there and it was only like me and Karen and then it was like uh 12 people in there in total. And it was short, but it felt long. Yeah. It was so boring. I was like, damn, this might be worse than giving up the three hours. Like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So, they that did suck too. The poll was, would you eat dickfish? Yes or no? Karen? Yes oh you changed your mind
0: yes i thought you put up rice
1: okay so karen is now a yes so 25% of the audience and me and karen yes which means 75% of you homophobic sons of guns uh actually y'all might not be homophobic you could be just against dicks you just dick haters 75% of y'all said no uh alicia says you nasty rod it's not a fish it's a worm but for real though that's probably what your local chinese restaurant puts in the house fried rice oh i forgot the typical response to rod's answer "Ooh, is you gay says alicia um yeah i don't even know like that's the other thing too a lot of people and i you know they're gonna and it's not even a racist thing Uh, this is serious a lot of people don't know like the fish and shit that y'all eat in these motherfucking um, sushi restaurants is not necessarily the fish that is advertised to be Mm-mm. so you might have ate one of these you might have some dick fish y'all mm-hmm. Uh they just be like yeah it's a monk fish yeah it's yellow fish Amon says says it, it was cooked by a person from a culture that eats them regularly I tried I didn't know I liked squid until I was went to a restaurant that cooked them amazingly so far I still don't like snails or turtle phil says unlike these biggest i support my lgbt brethren as a cis hetero black man out here out that dick fit put that dick fish on my plate and give me the wasabi and ginger come on now and Beans says i'm on a can train on this one i've already had enough of them in my mouth i don't want more penis in my diet than is necessary oh beans well karen's not even on the can train no more so it's just you by yourself beans and 75% of our audience. Um <laughs> Y'all afraid of look. Dickfish? Wow. That's a sad to hear. All the earthly pleasures. You're not even gonna try. What if it's delicious? Uh then the last episode was Them Jigs Ain't Gonna Dance Themselves. No, they're not. Episode 2012. And uh we got one comment from Brooklyn Shoe Babe who says Yvette Nicole Brown cooked that nigga but in such a classy way didn't she you know what it really made me miss uh, when I was reading that exchange it really made me miss when JL Colvin used to be on Facebook cause I used to cook his ass like Yvette Nicole Brown cooked uh, uh, what's that coon's name uh, Isaiah Washington and uh, I mean it was funny it would be so funny he was the perfect person to, to call a coon and a lot of black people can't handle that, so I miss those days. <laughs> Somebody had photoshopped a picture of him as Calvin uh, with Calvin Candy oh. and Steven oh. people had po- photoshopped him as Tobias from Black Lightning. Uh, Not Tobias. I still had those pics.
0: You shifting negroes. The black
1: dude that, that that was on the phone that like he was calling the cops. Uh, that meme. No,
0: oh, I missed her. yeah Somebody yes. made
1: that jail Coven's picture like those are the days man
0: <laughs>
1: and guess what guys he saw he, he doesn't like uh star wars and he thinks it's all the black man's fault Mm-hmm. well uh he thinks it's all finn's fault the actor that plays finn he say he can't act what right right a black a self-hating black man it's sad to see but it happens um but them jigs ain't gonna dance themselves you know what i'm saying they are not. the poll was who won isaiah washington yvette nicole brown and a very close poll i can't believe it was even this close uh yvette nicole brown uh 100 percent yeah uh, isaiah washington zero uh i'm really surprised that uh jl didn't vote for isaiah but okay <laughs> He probably was busy. He couldn't get to it. Beth says, Ados is MAGA. That's fascinating. This was hilarious to read from Y and B. By the way, the excerpt you read and your discussion after was magnificent, truly inspiring. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Beth says, uh, oh, she goes on to say, um, uh i think i believe that i have a tribe in you guys because i feel the same way about being alive or growing up when well, rod told karen you didn't used to know how beautiful you were i melted but this episode it put this episode in the Smithsonian, beth thanks beth thank you uh Amon says i scream and i feel like Y and i could be friends or as black women our ability to shade folks as strong uh, Because when you read one tweet from Isaiah Washington about him having all the time, I I said out loud, "Of course you do. You don't have a job." And then you read Y and B's. I screamed. She said he set himself up for that one. They always do, man. They always do. Um It's so funny too because that whole exchange. She never called that man a coon, Mm-mm. and he called he cooned himself out. Like I know you think I'm a coon. It's like, well, I I mean, nah, I I'm not gonna disagree with you but no, I, I didn't say it either. I say it, but you are on to something, okay? You should keep investigating interrogating that impulse because th- just saying uh all right the we had uh some voicemails, the voicemail line 557 seven oh four five five seven zero one eight six, make sure that two minutes or less or we'll get cut off that's seven oh four five five seven zero one eight six um, and uh yes, yeah, skype line. Um. so you know and I think we only got one caller this week but they left three different voicemails so okay. girl Caritha hey y'all
2: this is Caritha at ProfCorey on Twitter just giving you a call Um, like I said before I think I sent y'all an email I've been stacking up all kinds of notes over the last couple of weeks and it's not a good method because of course I'll never be able to cover anything But um, one thing I wanted to talk about is, and this is from a while ago, but Rod and Karen, you were both talking about the problem with offering people advice um, rather than just kind of communicating with people. And that resonated with me really powerfully just because what I realized, oh, that's what it was. It was the offering advice because it keeps you from having to talk about how things are actually operating for you. Mm -hmm. And that conversation ended up being very affirming for me because I do give a lot of advice because of the nature of what I do. Um, I mentor a lot of graduate students and professors of color throughout um, the U.S. Academy. And what you all made me realize is that the reason it works so well is because I always give that advice from a space of telling them what has worked for me, what the challenges have been, um, you know, what I feel I've learned from those challenges. So you all just kind of confirmed for me that that's part of why it works, is that there's still that vulnerability on my side, too. It's not just about pontificating, but really, truly connecting in a way that can help them navigate as well so that was just an affirming moment um there's all kinds of other stuff i want to say anyway i guess i'll just say i'm listening and enjoying and thank you for everything and you'll get your gifts soon
1: um and so uh one i she she left two more messages Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna stop right here real quick yeah and i wasn't really talking about necessarily job related advice and stuff you know like if you're in a capacity like universities and mentorship and internship and advice and all this stuff is kind of built into what y'all do into the system like mentoring mentoring relationships and stuff what i think what i'm scared of with those relationships a little bit is that they're rife for setups for abuse and power dynamics and stuff but you know it's also part of the job how are you gonna fucking learn without a person kind of even looking out for you right or giving you advice um and also uh when people give advice when it's asked for you know or you give advice to somebody you know from a real place you are you are going to um it is going to be different you know because i think like i like i said i for example I was listening to a podcast they had a guest on i wanted to know like more about this person and they switched it into like almost an advice column thing because they were scared to talk about what's really happening with them as a person and it's just like this is my brand i give advice cool but also kind of whack you know because like um the advice paradigm puts you on high because you're the one with people bringing problems to you as if you can have all the solutions and that you have none of the problems so it's a way for you to talk about problems without actually talking about how you dealt with them in a lot of cases if you choose to. Now some people will take that same thing and they'll humanize about being like, "Here's how I dealt with this issue." Right. "Here's what tripped me up about this." "Here's the time that I failed that you can use to benefit for you to succeed." Stuff like that. So I think, you know, even within that advice thing spectrum, there there's types of advice to it. I just think, I just don't trust anybody that switches from giving you a personal discussion to let me give you some advice i don't like that I, I prefer we talk as equals and i do that as much as i can with other people unless you specifically call me and say i need some advice on this can you help me make some decisions about that um i ain't really interested in telling you what to do and and you know plus i don't want to be responsible for it if you fuck up agreed all right uh i'm sorry were you gonna say something or no mm-hmm okay all right i'm gonna go to the uh next voicemail then but uh yeah man uh this is you know this is anything it's all about context because not all you know not all advice is given place all right well shoot now that i've made
2: the time to call i might as well go through my list this is Caritha again at Corey on twitter all right so one of the things i want to talk about is oh my goodness Um, when y'all were talking about Black Wall Street is not proof, the fact that Black Wall Street was attacked is not proof that black capitalism doesn't work oh my god, that resonates so powerfully with the book that I'm finishing because part of what I'm arguing is that black success has always beckoned the mob, I learned that by writing my first book, Living with Lynching and this book is continuing that idea because it's like If we know that black success beckons the mob, then how do we understand black culture as always pursuing black success even while you know it will beckon the mob? And so the idea that black Wall Street's being attacked is not an indictment on capitalism kind of goes along with the idea of how we need to have a more complex understanding of our forebears. Do you really think that, well, even if we think about the 50s and 60s, do you really think? that black people just uncritically bought into the American dream that you had to believe the height to want to live in the suburbs how much sense does that make when black people knew damn well that if they went to the suburbs they would be attacked they were putting targets on their backs when they moved into those suburban homes and of course this all goes along with um, everything you're. Um, reading in, uh, Wilkerson's The Warmth of Other Sons, which of course I cite in this, in this study. So it's like we need to have more credit for our forebears. They're not just uncritically buying into the American dream. Maybe we need to think about how they're defining success for themselves and that their definition of success sometimes is going to look like an American definition because they are, after all, American. So right. We're about to get caught off.
1: Right, so she got cut off and she left one more I but agree baby a hundred fucking percent i like this is the point of reading about this stuff is not to be like i'm better than you, this month no you're reading to better yourself you're reading to learn stuff and it also like it reinforces certain theories and it gives you a longer view of history and then you can analyze the current structure through that lens and you like um for example people will oh, be honest and jay-z that's the real problem how how are they the real fucking problem like you talking about some people that just barely made the fucking billionaire mark just now and now they represent everything wrong with black america like what the fuck are you talking about you know and then the black capitalism won't save us cool why the fuck did they destroy black wall street then you know what i mean like it's not like it was it was threatening to them our success is threatening um when people say let's go back to segregation we were doing better under that well when the fuck did they attack black wall street they weren't That wasn't about integration they were over there hey we're thriving by ourselves we're doing good and they said white people could not stand it you know um and i think also when you talk about our our ancestors the disrespect that we have for our ancestors sometimes in our own enthusiasm to pat ourselves on the back it it just would serve us all to to know more about them that's all like learn why like we say stuff like respectability politics is bad it won't save us somebody's respectability politics was revolutionary yes
0: it was in 1890
1: time. in 1960 mm-hmm. that shit was revolutionary the idea of being like i'm going to put on a suit is a, is a thing that was not allowed for black people to do you know out you know even within or outside the confines of a church even You know i'm going to you know i want my children to go to school and learn to read was a revolutionary thing to do why are you sending your child to school when they should be out here picking cotton with the rest of them you know um white people were threatened by that they didn't like this shit black people used to go get ed man i'm about to go on a thing but in general black people would go get educated Mm -hmm. just to come back here and be told they could not work in the field of their education think about that they went out without a plan they went out and learned something they knew they may never even be able to practice you know the the cost of racism in America is so fucking vast and incalculable because there's so many stories we know the stories of the successes what about all the other people all the people that I went to school got my degree I could be a doctor and I'm now I'm just picking cotton for the rest of my fucking life You know um so yeah it's it's, it it, it frustrates me even to this day to see people kind of shit on the older generation and I think it's to our own detriment we don't have to agree with everything but we can learn and if we have some respect for their struggle and the fights that were different than the ones we're fighting now and the things that are similar now and the ideas that are similar now we would, I think we'd all be increased as hu- human beings, we'd all be better off as opposed to just being like black or white bad, good it, 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 I think it's too simplistic a, 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 a place to analyze this stuff Um one of the things I keep thinking about today because I'm reading so much about uh the past is Stephen A. Smith versus uh everybody else when it comes to the Kaepernick shit right now and I keep Seeing, I I see threads of Stephen A. Smith's mentality in these black folks that fought. They weren't just like laying down as coons, but they fought to get someplace and still gave back and appreciated and helped out the the, the generations coming up after them, even knowing that those generations would do it differently. You know and i think that that's something we have lost kind of you know going to a hbcu getting that speech from the people that had jobs who were whose job was to come in and talk to us as students and be like here's the things you're going to need to do to, to be able to succeed in corporate america and they say you got to cut your dreads off and some people would get offended and leave the room and at the same time I'm like those people didn't say this shit out of nowhere they didn't just come up here and say i hate black people with dreads you niggers no they they cared about us and this was the lesson that's it wasn't the lesson that made us feel the best but it was the one that probably was gonna help you get the job and we need to reconcile with all of that shit as opposed to being so woke that you know it's more about dunking on people to our own detriment
0: yeah and sometimes i think some people are simplistic even black people are simplistic about our own history Uh, a lot of people try to act like uh slaves and, and, and the and people from our past were just dumb. Like they didn't come up with no ideas and a lot a lot of this is because of white supremacy of not showing and teaching us. They were dumb, they didn't know no better and shit like that. When you like Well that's not actually true and any idea that you come up with today somebody else at some period of time has tried to execute that in some way, shape, form or fashion in all types of ways so it's like the the ideas are not new underneath the sun the problem is the system right and the way the system is designed and the problem is is like you said it's a it's a macro thing not a micro thing and it keeps changing right and it keeps changing it it, it keeps evolving yeah. because racism went from hanging on the tree to now we passing laws from now we passing laws to voter suppression from vote like it keeps morphing from voter suppression to 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 to, to mandatory sentences like it always evolved it will always be there and it will always be around
1: us and i feel like we there is so little compassion for black people um in general i don't want to contribute to it Mm -mm. so i try to have some level of heart to the fact that you know, conditions and things were differently that made people arrive at different conclusions. And I think it's, it's kind of important that we don't lose that. Um, and it feels like we are losing that more and more. But, um, hopefully we can get it back. I, I think, you know, hopefully the internet can be used as a tool to educate people about. These kind of things, as opposed to something that strips context away and just oh, I hate this person and I hate that person. I would love for for people to kind of be able to pick out the bigger picture and be like, "There's a reason so and so says." Uh, like, like I said, great interview with all of all of the smoke with Stephen A. Smith, one of my favorite interviews of the year, probably. And when he talks to Stack Jack, uh, Stephen Jackson, and Matt Barnes and they're now trying to be you know they work on tv they do commentary um and and analysis and he says uh i think he was talking to steven jackson and after steven jackson did a good job on the show or whatever he pulled him to the side and he said now steven uh you're doing a good job and if you want you know if you want to have a future here you should go ahead and get you some nice tailored suits now out of context i can see people if i just wrote that he said that on twitter nothing else people would be like see that fucking respectability politics coon that's because that's what we're comfortable doing now but stephen jackson was like and i thanked him and i did get some suits and now i work i'm working here and i'm doing i'm trying to come up trying to get like him You're to in analysis in analyst sports analytics or whatever you know personalities he's like you are lebron james you know like mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the sports industry. in the world right right but compared to how people view him outside that industry or on twitter or whatever totally different right and this is not to say obviously you have listened to shaw i don't agree with everything this nigga says but the point being um there was something more to it than just coon or not coon black and white bad or good and i think that's the part that just we've lost so much of via the internet and i wish wish we i don't know how we get it back but we've lost it
0: yeah and and it's frustrating there are some things like you said that are there's that, fucking just good advice and if if you quote unquote say these things online it's not politically correct but honestly the people that complain online they on the same fucking rules lest they wouldn't have a job and they wouldn't be working so what are we talking
1: about here yeah 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 it's, it's just complicated man and i get some of it's aspirational like we don't want to have to do these things but i mean the truth of the matter is that's kind of how things are going to be structured and i you know imagine you have a child right you have a child you raise this motherfucker up they're 18 or whatever they ready to go get a job doing a certain thing and you know nobody that does this job is doing blank right so if i I go listen son uh i know you want to get this face tattoo but if you get this face tattoo they're not gonna let you work at blank
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, as a parent I, i'd be irresponsible to be like nah look fuck respectability get that face tattoo i don't give a fuck hey if they won't hire you out there uh bank of america they can kiss my ass they should hire you and it's like what now i'm irresponsible because i just let you do something without even giving you the fucking you know the full context of what this decision you're making could be right I'm not talking about forbidding or not forbidding I'm talking about even giving you the information like now there's a cost to the decisions you make like we are now frowning on that and I think that's that's very destructive Um, the part of the book I'm in now for um for warmth of other sons they talk about how other black people who have been in the north and in the west for a little bit longer then the black people coming up from the South who were migrating resented those black people. Mm-hmm. Cause here you come with your unsophisticated naive country ass ways and i've been sitting in this city trying to get respect from these white folks so i can get this type of job and so you got your own black people hating on you for 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 doing what they just did a generation earlier or what like their parents did during the uh civil war or something like that and now you come up in 1935 and they're like fuck you uh your country you, you're the reason that things are bad for us like it's it's that type of internal conflict that we're constantly in and i'm trying to un you know undo it for myself you know and some i talk to people all the time that i could tell that i'm the weird one when i'm like yeah i used to feel this way about you know certain type of people that you know black people with this type of opinion but i I just stopped you know and and i can always feel them kind of you know judging a little bit like well i'm gonna keep holding on to hey i didn't tell you what to do but i i'm letting that shit go because i knew it was from a bad place mm-hmm. you know all right last voicemail
2: okay it would be seriously obnoxious this is carissa at frost Corey again <laughs> it would be seriously obnoxious for me to go through my whole list i go out like that but i am going to try to tell these two things in this two minute segment um one i have to say that and this was from balls deep but I love the fact that y'all talked about the way that Michael Vick and people not being able to forgive him, white people not being able to forgive him, has everything to do with um caring more about animals than about people. And Karen, particularly, was really clear about that. And I just wanted to say part of the reason that resonates with me so powerfully is because um I've been, you know, a fairly serious runner for several years now. And running in my neighborhood, which is a very mixed neighborhood, but still a neighborhood where I'm running into a lot of white people with their dogs, I'm often struck by the degree to which they care much more about those dogs than they will ever care about me. Mm -hmm. That if something happened to that dog, they would be devastated. Right. But if the police shot me in front of them, they would be sure that I deserved it somehow. So I think that this country teaches white people to have a kind of empathy for animals that they never extend to us. And so I just thought you all were really on on point with that, and that I think is historically grounded. And I can say more about all of those historically grounded things, but I won't. Um, but then the only other thing I wanted to mention is, um, you know, the tendency that you all talked about with trying not to be too hard on black creatives. That resonated with me because one of the things I keep myself in check about is not being extra disappointed when I'm teaching African American literature, extra disappointed in black students. Mm. They deserve to be students like anybody else. Mm -hmm. And for me to put more expectation on them isn't how I want to roll. So I try to keep myself in check with that.
1: All right. That was the last one. But yeah, I, I totally understand that too it's like that extra pressure I'm like this is important this is your history but they'll come to it when they come to it and honestly a good teacher sometimes the lesson you teaching people isn't right for now like they might not be ready for it but they'll remember that shit mm-hmm. you know it's like stuff your parents tell you when you're a kid that you're not you haven't got that point yet but then one day you're 35 and you're like fuck that's what they meant
0: yeah you think they're just yacking and talking
1: yeah and the good teachers do that too where it's like you, you know I, 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 oh this is why this was important you know uh, but you can't make people take it you know uh, let me pause it so we can go to the next session alright we back um, now the thing I did want to say though is because I did talk about it on Balls Deep but one of the things for uh, Mike Vicks um, I don't know what you would call it now but I don't know like the anger towards him um i i i understand the people that don't want to forgive him because there's people that you know i would never forgive for certain shit you know um um i also understand the idea that yeah he paid his time and i still don't give a fuck there's gonna be people like that when amber geiger gets out of prison you know there's gonna be people that uh there's people like that all the time we feel about right um and I just think what bothers me the most is that white people are never going to be able to relate or understand the complexity that a black person feels about Mike Vick they don't Mm -hmm. even recognize that they're the only ones who are this fucking angry about this man right that's that should tell them everything whether you're well intended righteous or not you can't possibly put to the side your feelings enough to to look at the circle of people around you and realize there's no black people in that circle you think we just all fucking hate dogs you think that's what it is you think we're all so racist that we're like a black man should kill dogs and we don't care that's not what it is and it's hard to articulate because I'm when I've listened to uh several podcasts you know with white people on them that have talked about this thing and Mm -hmm there's they just don't get it and they're Uh -uh. never they're never gonna get it and i'm never gonna not get it and the best way i can describe it is is not to me about michael vick as a black man and like y'all racist because y'all don't fuck with michael vick uh a lot of black people will say that but that's not a hundred percent accurate because these same white people also don't give a fuck about like ray rice they don't care about kobe bryant they don't care about mike tyson like they're not angry at them Mm -mm. in the same way no even if they think those people committed all those crimes they Mm -hmm. still are not angry in the same way correct there's a reason that mike vick is a separate type of thing and it's not just as simple as race if that was the case they'd be keeping that same energy with every black person who ever did a crime um the thing for me is uh knowing what i know reading what i read thinking about what i think about when i read about like a lynching of a black person and the savagery that those black bodies were treated with and the crowds the events the cookouts the picnics these were white people mostly sometimes black people in the crowd too but these are white people who saw no humanity in those black people and they did worse things to these black bodies than than white people than 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 mike vick did to those dogs and no the things that mike vick did to those dogs were fucking psychotic like there's no there's no way to read about his crimes and not go uh that you know and go that's just totally reasonable like it's serial killer shit that they that he was doing and he did those things himself you know like there's just not a way to sugarcoat that so um knowing that worse was done to black bodies in this country and the rage is not there right is hard for me to reconcile with that because white people and their grandparents and their great grandparents they did that they are the progeny of that and in order for me to exist as a black person in this country i've had to get used to that that idea that you've you know i won't even repeat the atrocities here because i know it's triggering the people to hear it but you can go read about it easily and the things you can read about what mike vick did to those dogs and i'm telling you white people did worse to black people's bodies and they just got to go on and live they got jobs they, they they produce family they people that are out upset at mike vick are the offspring of these people and i don't know i can't reconcile their anger in this case because it's like so you are capable of being outraged enough to not want a person to even be able to make a living in in any positive way years later you are capable of it then so if you are capable of it why the fuck doesn't that energy carry over to these other atrocities And, 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 and I wish I was big enough to get over it but I can't it's really fucking with me and when i hear them express this rage i get mad right and you know i i know enough to know they haven't thought of it that way because they can't think of it that way because their lives are so fucking separate from my experience in this country they'll never understand what the fuck i'm trying to convey to them black people hearing the sound of my voice know right now exactly what i mean they're like yes that what what the fuck they look at us like we're the ones who are crazy but you have forgiven so much from white people who have done so much to us you forgive these police officers you 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 forgive these politicians you forgive the the the, the fucking the racist among you you know you 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 forget you forgive so much and yet you you are incapable of forgiving this man you know and i and like i said if it was consistent i think i could respect it same but it's not consistent uh-uh. you know you're you're capable of of sitting w- w- with George W Bush and, and going hey you know that he was president blah, blah, blah. you're capable of that i'm not i'm not saying that that's a bad thing to be capable of that but then you are incapable of this and i i can't fucking process it you know so i think that's what uh that's what i've been feeling about michael vick i i don't you know i don't want to just turn it into oh y'all hate black people shit but y'all have accepted the hate of black people is what it is it's not it's not just that y'all hate it's not if you don't individually hate us that i don't okay But you have at least tolerated and accepted this hatred of us you are not keeping the same energy and maybe you do feel like dogs are better than humans i've heard uh, my man andy klein who i respect tremendously um on three guys on he talked about how you know there's a commonality black people who have been done wrong by other human beings should feel like yes an animal would never do that to you you know they're, they're fucking a, a, a dog is better than a human being so killing an innocent dog it can almost be more make you more mad and there's two things to that one is a joke that i often make but it's i'm kind of low-key serious dogs are on the wrong side of civil rights dogs been attacking black people as long as we've been in this country so the reverence that white people hold dogs with we will never be shared by black people. We don't hold it. It's, it it it's will not never not be shared. Same. It'll never be shared. So you got to get over that, and and that's just a privilege of not having experienced it. But then the second part is this: black people have never even been treated as good as dogs. Right? We have been trying to our whole fucking lives to have our humanity respected as equal to a human to a human fucking being we haven't gotten there yet so fuck these dogs is what a lot of black people are thinking when we see the fucking pedestal that the dog gets put on that we will never fucking achieve because we can't even get equal to white people so you're you're fucking talking about some pie in the sky notion that that i refuse to fucking even engage in we're not there yet so uh so that's what i think about when i think about the mike vick shit is just it's a lot of swirling thoughts that probably sound sound like an incoherent rant and it's you know, it's very emotional. And I know that, you know, certain people, probably black people can hear this and they'll they'll relate. White people feel probably hear this and think it's fucking nonsense. What does that got to do with anything? Exactly. You don't you can't understand. You can't understand. Your life has been too fucking different. It's been too fucking good. You can't understand how I could be like this man did his time that was a heinous thing he did but what the fuck else he plays football he's gonna be an honorary captain at some stupid ass show thing we're not gonna watch and it's a fucking field full of people who've done things that i consider to be worse that's right i don't think the the, the dog shit is not to be all end all to what i think is a horrible crime he's just a one of among one of many people who have done different crimes whether he's tried to rehabilitate whatever that shit is individualized on who decides what's okay with rehabilitation but just knowing that whiteness is so capable of moving the fuck on with the atrocities that have been done to us and many other people they're just so capable of just that that's a thing that's that was in the past is what y'all say well that's that was that was some, that was my ancestor. that wasn't me well what am i supposed to do i don't know y'all gonna petition uh <laughs> y'all don't petition the, the the cop that tries to get the job in another town after he kills Tamir rice y'all don't do that you know y'all don't fucking um st- you know motherfuckers gave money to george zimmerman i you know uh, you let trump be in office you know it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous you think I'm not a serious person. I can't think you're a serious person for being mad about this shit years later. I can't. There's so many fucking other things. You know, so that's where I come from on that. And I hate to bring the show down, but I don't know. I've just been trying to figure out the words for it and I, that's as close as I've gotten so far. So, alright. We got emails. Let's get into them. Uh, some of the emails are actually gifts y'all went on the amazon wish list Mm -hmm. and y'all clicked on uh because now it lets me add kindle books and y'all know i loves me my kindle books okay i almost feel bad for my people my friends that write books because they always send me the physical copy and i mean is it crass to be like can you send me the kindle copy because i want to be able to highlight your work and go back and read it later i like to keep notes uh i love the kindle app Mm -hmm. so this is not an ad for kindle but nigga it's an ad for kindle now okay (laughs) anyway um jane sent me uh the misadvent and uh, really you sent us because karen and i share the same Mm kindle so if you send it to me she 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 probably won't read it but she can read it if she wants to um the misadventures of awkward black girl Issa Rae's book uh she says happy holidays here's to a prosperous new year you all deserve all the wonderful things hope you enjoy the book i love y'all thank you thank you and uh yeah i added some more comedy stuff to my kindle because you know as y'all can tell reading about all this uh stuff sometimes it's like you know damn my i'm gonna start walking out to the world like all these motherfuckers is out to get us you know need to be able to laugh a little no, bit. I don't need you with the tenfold hat on right <laughs> 2008 amazingly riddled with beautiful blackness uh deshaun writes in uh hey rod and karen hope y'all are having a great day uh, a great holiday season i've been listening since march and haven't stopped since listening stop li- since listening uh oh wait i haven't stopped listening since i started okay sorry about that i'm writing in response to karen's your co-host not sidekick because women are fucking equal comments about you following your heart and working somewhere that uplifts you not drains you in the beginning of the year, I was working with children with autism and I love the kids, but the pressure coming from management made me feel like no matter what I did, I was wrong. I was told both that I was too happy and not happy enough with the kids. I was told that my attitude of frustration with a white client was unacceptable after he tried, uh, tantrum for an hour, peed on the floor, and refused to do anything that day, all while asking a new white girl that had similar issues with clients to be a trainer. And I was told that I was always good and able, almost able to be promoted, but I had to do something else, which they they never said what it was not be black in august i quit and went to a high school still working with neurodiverse formerly known as disabled students but now the staff is devoted or trying to be the anti-racism so black kids aren't being sent home for laughing and questioning a the teacher they're instead encouraged to speak their mind and even write about it unlike other schools i've seen here in california wow that is definitely new never heard that before seem like seems smart too
0: yes because children express themselves and they'll express themselves in various different forms and you have to be like okay i understand you feel this but you're gonna have to express this in a, in a more of a positive manner
1: and you can't learn shit at home right so you know and it keeps it keeps the learning going in a different avenue that's that's dope that they don't just send the kids home Uh i was a class clown kind of kid so you know i had my fair share of like you know uh uh teachers that didn't fuck with me because i was laughing and shit they thought i wasn't smart or wasn't serious and you know then the test comes and i get good grades and then you know then it's like oh you're different than these other blacks but it was so such a weird thing because uh, and, and honestly a lot of it was because i was in classes too low for my um for my ability at the time yeah
0: when kids are bored they cut food
1: that's yeah. what kids do
0: when they, they bored. put
1: me they put me in them hard classes and uh the dose was not flowing as much i'm not mm-hmm. gonna front I was like, no, hold on, let attention. me read this chapter one more time. Uh Karen keeps keep on living your truth, sidekick and rod. Keep that <laughs> keep them pick me's in line. Thank you. Have a great holiday, <laughs> Mr. Smith. M- Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh that's dope work you're doing. Sorry that you Thank had you. a bad experience at work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Alicia Wright said, ooh, the shade. Just listening to the feedback show and Rod, you are too funny. From this last review to the other one about, that started the Reading Rainbow segment. And how did Karen know what the inside of my car looked like? LOL. Love you both. <laughs> Keep the laughs and five star shows coming. Oh, and also, did you know Supernatural had an anime series? It's on CWC, aka App Roku. Uh, just thought I'd let no. you know. Nah, but I never watched Supernatural. I heard it was good, but I just never got into it. I, I think I was too late so uh probably won't be checking that out i'm sorry john let you down john john writes in criminal liability and hiv um let's see uh hi rod and karen love the show i think i've been listening for eight years wow
0: you've been around for a hot minute shout out to a
1: day one my friend i was interested in your take on the issue of criminal liability for knowing the exposure of another person to hiv hope this email isn't redundant with other reactions from your listeners in the medical community the government does have formidable potentially coercive powers when it comes to public health if you have a communicable disease that is judged by the medical community to be a threat like tuberculosis ebola and certain strains of influenza the center for disease control can not only take control of your sex life but literally imprison you against your will just for having a disease another example of the individual uh rights come into conflict with the public health are when we take away the rights of individuals who are by choice not vaccinated I'm not an expert on the Canadian law and in general I think anything that happens between consenting and adults in the bedroom is their business but it is harmful for someone to not communicate their HIV status to a partner. HIV requires a lifetime potentially costly medication and medical care and the disease is always adapting to our treatments. The moral failure is not in having sex but in the failure to communicate the risk of HIV transmission. If the partner of the HIV affected person does not know about the HIV is is the intercourse fully consensual in medicine we would say that it's not understanding risk and benefits part of the definition of informed consent
0: uh, uh, for me you're taking out human behavior like I understand the the the, the this is by the books I, I feel you on this but you're not considering human behavior Adjust
1: once you put these rules in place here's what, I, what you got to add also is it possible to have safe sex while also having HIV if so then the need to inform somebody or not inform them isn't necessarily um the health risk that you're saying it is you know it's like saying um it's like in in terms of uh sexual communication people what the argument uh that sarah shulman is making is like you know it's almost like telling someone if you're on the pill or not well we're using a condom i don't have to tell you if i'm on a pill right Use, we're using a fucking condom now if you and now if you just fucking d- decide not to use a condom or some shit now that's where we're getting into the the harm, whether it's rape, the consent, and stuff like that, but the idea of having to disclose and I think I've talked about it on the show already, but the idea of having to disclose fully your h i v status with someone that you're not going to be communicate- uh putting in a in a position where you're gonna you know communicate this disease to them, I can understand why that would you know be an issue now the other thing you brought up that you know uh whether you agree or disagree with that part that's fine but the other part that i think you can't really legislate and that you can't really prove who the fuck knows if you told them you had HIV or not what if i tell you and then later you say i didn't nobody prove. how can the government get involved in that you see what i'm saying like that's the part that i think people haven't considered it was like well yes this is unethical this is it should be illegal this should be a law once you put it on the books and it's a law now it's who gets to the law first you know now like like i brought up the cases of men giving it to their wives and then accusing the wife of giving it to them and then the government going you got to go to jail woman now we know that the odds of a fucking man getting it from a woman are like one in a million, but they got to the law first because the status of victimhood, plus the social implications of being gay, um, uh, and being outed as a gay man, are too much for these men. So they go, Mm-mm, no, 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 she's the one at fault. So I think there's a lot, like Karen said, human behavior, there's a lot more to it than just the simple black and white of having a law. Right, because human behavior is the
0: X factor. I do understand what you're saying, but human behavior is unpredictable. You can have these laws, and when you implement it, human behavior will have to cause the laws to change because they did not work out the way you do you you saying this if i tell you and you kill me is who's going to be accountable for my death because i told somebody that i had hiv when you make the rules the rules don't say well if you kill me you go to jail no somebody can claim panic defense that they, they they do for gay and all this shit you just never know once you once you start implementing all these rules when it come down to it i i do understand what you're saying but at the same time you have to consider human behavior human behavior aren't textbooks and aren't they don't go they don't follow the rules of textbooks
1: yeah the power of the state is just it's too intoxicating for people man they can't handle you know things that should be considered conflict you know because then the other argument is well if somebody gets hiv but canada has the medical um facilities and medicines and the um government healthcare to make sure that that person can get the drug treatments that will make their hiv essentially non-existent um then why is it considered a death sentence because because literally it's not in canada so then what so now what's the argument you know and she she just basically breaks down the whole point which is that the temptation of using the government to incarcerate somebody and to protect you quote unquote as the victim is is driving people to do shit that is wrong um i would speculate that canadian law was written in response to the possibly exaggerated story of giston Douglas, uh who allegedly uh who allegedly knowingly passed hiv to a bunch of people in the era when the disease was a death sentence she brings that up in the book all that said i'm sure the composition and implementation of these laws is enormously biased we could ask why there are prison terms for people with hiv but not for parents who make their children into vectors for measles in the community to the community right because you know why uh sometimes people because that's the other thing even without race hiv is considered a gay disease and people hate gay people too then you throw in the race part and it's like oh only the gay black people going to jail uh or women going to jail instead of the men who clearly got it sometimes people with communicable diseases really don't care who they give the disease to and these people who need help or they need to be stopped or both this is a rare situation and requires that we quarantine and imprison people I feel yeah I know the story like typhoid Mary I'm not I hope you don't think I'm just some like weirdo who's just out here like nigga get all the disease put it on everybody no vaccines
0: I'm not I'm not saying that mm -mm. but I think
1: HIV disclosure is something that is deeper than even vaccination because even Mm -hmm. if you even if you have hiv and you have sex but you have it with a condom you're not passing it to somebody so now i'm just asking you to disclose this shit and somebody could really fucking use this against you you know so anyway uh anyway i've ordered conflict is not abuse and we'll check it out oh well good man you'll you'll get to all these points and you know like i said you may or may not agree but she's an activist in this area and has thought about this way more than i have she talks to other people within the um activist community about it And, um, cites their work as well. And I I thought, I felt she made a very compelling argument I've never seen before. If the point that she was making was that the only role of law enforcement should be as a subordinate to the CDC equivalent, then I could see that. Then again, if someone lied about the HIV status, someone I care about, and passed the virus to them, I would want to be there to be consequences, and everyone should ask the STD question before they have sex. Omission should not be an option. Yeah, but people don't. And people only want it with HIV, which is weird. And that's
0: the thing. It's human behavior. Human behavior! People do not ask they don't ask when people fuck people they don't go let me see your let me see your STD status before I fuck you they don't do this they don't sign papers they don't sign contracts they don't do
1: this not that they shouldn't not that it's not possible but just to only pick one of them out and be like nah this especially in an age where you know technically you can live with hiv and not be like you know not die from this shit, uh with the right drugs and they're freely available in canada supposedly so uh anyway um he says um i don't really know what your position is on the issue but I hope the email was uh informative uh ps reading rainbow is awesome by far my favorite of all the opening segments over the years thank you for listening john thank you baby um and yeah man i hope you read the book really because like i said it's gonna go into much further detail than i can on this podcast um but um i think you'll i think you'll be uh i think you'll see that she's thought of all these things um Uh, kindle book christmas gift possibly this is by our girl tanya wyman uh tanya w sorry uh hi Karen. please find below a link to the claim to claim the kindle version of michael twitty's fantastic book the cooking gene a journey through african-american culinary history in the old south i had sent you the hardcover a while ago Mm -hmm. but I, i realized the kindle version is so much easier to read thank you that's what i fuck with uh, I also realize sending a book that's not on your wish list is risky not really I'm, I'm gonna read this you might already have it on Kindle or may not be interested I actually have it on we have the physical copy but I'd I like reading on Kindle thank you so if that's the case please feel free to exchange it for a gift card I believe that is an option in the redemption process or just apply this email I'll send you something from your list instead although I haven't been able to keep up with all the episodes I love the show and I'm proud to be premium all the best tiny w42 thank you
0: baby. Baby, you're Thank very you. sweet. Yeah, we and
1: yeah, we share it. too. So, yeah, yeah, and you also sent me those spices, and now mm, i be using. He loves them, so those spices, baby. I fucks with that. Uh, don't be so open-minded that your brains fall out. This is by keevis who says, "Hey, uh, hey the black Test community, carrying a rise." So, I've been trying to wait on sending a comment till I could sign back up for regular donations. I feel like I'm stealing because I ain't put out put in on it this time, but starting my own consulting business has kept my pockets tight lol but uh, but in the long run I'm sure it'll be worth it but this Orlando Jones issue has sent me off I know y'all know more about the movie TV industry than me but I was wondering what y'all think about a delayed protest essentially when these decision makers do some shit like fire actors to tell the black community how angry they should be allowed to be for centuries of robbery dehumanization rape torture murder etc we are in our coalition don't see the movie or show or products or whatever the opening night just to let them know you trying it tread lightly after that night we can all see it and enjoy but when they see them numbers mm -hmm, they'll know um yeah i mean if we had a monolithic community maybe somebody always gonna break the picket line not just somebody but i just don't think we have unifying causes like that we don't i don't even think everybody was watching that show to Mm -hmm. even pull that move
0: i wasn't watching it
1: yeah a lot of black people weren't there's a lot of black people who are upset by it but don't watch the show you know
2: agreed
1: uh and that shit was wild with the don't judge comment that that is what i be saying when i tell people don't be so open-minded that your brain falls out some people are hating uh free will and the truth this don't be a victim love abuser ass mentality if y'all don't like a motherfucker that person should adult up yes it's gender neutral and provide a good reason to not hate or do or stop doing the hateable shit and yeah all that might not have been a one-to-one correlation but i'm just going off lol <laughs> thank you for the great shows uh i feel you sometimes like that. appreciate you uh leonardo writes in cold world hello this is another episode that reminds me of why i fuck with y'all people these days want to put their personal beliefs on people and that is one of the reasons why i don't mess with too many humans i grew up in a majority white area and when i first moved there in the fourth grade i would fight all the little white kids that said racist shit called me nigger or just the ones i don't like i got suspended a lot and was labeled a troublemaker that reputation for whooping ass follows me to this day uh because dudes knew i had a short fuse but within myself i started to see that i can't be reacting to everything these people are saying because i it got to a point that people knew that this guy is willing to throw it all away for everything and they played on that
0: mm-hmm. when
1: these people that are ultra liberal and don't talk to a conservative has nothing to do with them talk i just ignore that shit because what does someone like that have to offer the real world is filled with a mix of people with different beliefs we don't have to agree on everything to be cordial i grew up in a family that never voted because we were immigrants so i never had any political opinions to the last few years i mix with people of all backgrounds now that i do vote i'm not going to turn my back and forcing people to vote or lose republican friends because when i w- wasn't voting no one forced me to and i offered them the same treatment i received as always i love the show and you all do a great job uh i really like the things you both do uh to keep it fun and fresh I like, just like, uh, I like the readings you spoke on people being written out of history in IW Wells. You led me to learn about Baynard Rustin, who was an int- integral in the civil rights movement, and no one spoke about him because he was openly gay at the time when it was not acceptable publicly. Keep doing what you do because we're out here listening, learning, and implementing love. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, and that, yeah, that thing, like, <clears throat> the only thing you can do is impress upon people the shit you learned, I think but you're not gonna get um this shit where people like just start fighting everybody and it's gonna work out it's Mm -mm. not true because very few people learn from that way most people learn from other people giving like examples and reasons why they're doing the shit that they're doing agreed um doesn't mean you can't be mad doesn't mean you have to like just fucking let everybody run all over you but there's a certain level of like you know people can get there but they're not gonna get there um all the time from the same method some people need to be pushed some people need to be pulled some people need to be talked to sweetly all this shit you know but i think we've now gotten to a point where people think yell at everybody and it'll work out and it's mm-hmm. not true and i know it's not uh let's see julie Rice and andre ben- benjamin on broken record rod and karen as always y'all are killing it but that's just in my judgment so don't mind me since i'm reman- reminded that we don't need to be out here judging folk heard this this conversation between andre and rick rubin on the broken record podcast i thought you dig it in case you haven't heard link below creativity confidence anxiety life are front and center in the conversation enlightening thank you for creativity and dedication to the grind and for finding ways to model how you can try to take care of yourselves better so you can foster that creativity and healthy work habits happy holidays to you both julie thank you thank you and i already listened to the uh to the podcast when it came out and uh it was amazing i love andre so. same uh he used to listen to the show y'all real talk small world okay like you know what i'm saying he might see me out somewhere and be like right and i'll be like oh shit what's up andre that's this is my fantasy head headcanon not fantasy like, yeah and uh, i'm not even gonna fan out i'm gonna be like man so what's your favorite episode of my show nigga you know what I'm <laughs> little fan man you know what i'm saying no it's cool that you can come out here and listen to your boy i mean you need me to sign something for you little man no like that mm-mm, okay mm-mm, no mm-mm. all right no um <laughs> larry Wilmore writes i'd rather we got casinos and other black thoughts um and trey uh swindu send it to me on oh, my candle bladdle Mer- merry christmas rider karen hope you enjoy the book trey thank you trey thank you uh, let's see what else we got here. A couple more emails. I know we gotta go soon. I think. I think we have a Hornets game today. Oh, we do at five. If I'm not mistaken, oh, what's today? Is it twenty first? Today's twenty first. Yeah. Oh. It's- pretty sure at Oh, i didn't know uh proof of nyc racism this is from jeff who says love your reading uh hey how you ride care love your reading from the warmth of uh the suns. when you first read from it i knew that was the book my mother who just passed in november sorry to hear that same has sent me that book on as a christmas present years ago and i loved it though i gotta finish it i keep spread spreading the good the great keep spreading the great books to us Karen, do you have a fave to read sometime? I love hearing your friendly way of relating info as well. Not right now. I read I read a bunch of comic books. Um sending a link of how we're fucked up with yet we're fucked with yet again, you guys uh sometimes make mention of how you don't know how things work in the north well nyc is racist as hell and as a native i know y'all i know when you're black or latino that shit is ridiculous but this racist asshole felt white privilege would benefit him elsewhere and he sent a a link to an article um about a police officer that uh well i'll just add it to fucking with black people we'll read it on the show
0: just add it in there
1: love and all the best holidays jeff in japan thanks jeff thank you baby and uh yeah i'll make sure to say that article uh for later so we can uh add it to the uh you know add it to the rotation Mm -hmm. uh all right i think we got two more left um all right just gonna take his time on gmail now all right cool Uh, 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 uh. what am i supposed to do you just wait uh if i hit this button will it work Mm -hmm. okay i guess so the dynamic trio this is for my girl allegra Hey baby. Hey girl. Uh hey you two Couple two couple couple two three things. One. I love the double hit of Justin. Hey, he adds uh that extra cumin, the uh the ancho chili and Rod and Karen to the Rod and Karen dish. Thank you. Thank you. Number two, non-judgmental ride needed to be reevaluated. I'm glad you took it to the people. <laughs> Great and hilarious content as per usual. Number three, I got a job, y'all. Yay! Hey. Congratulations. And I create, I create some of the inspiration to not stay disturbed. Um, to Karen, your words mean so much to me. I actually got two jobs in the space of two months. Long story. And it happened right after I listened to Karen say, keep your head up. Uh, winky face, uh, Aww. kiss emoji now to hit that up that premium content will be there as soon as i get that first check love allegra oh snap welcome back man i feel like we be going through it with y'all sometimes because
0: mm-hmm.
1: i get the little email like this person canceled premium i'll be like man I, they must be going through it mm-hmm. you never know
0: i hope they come back
1: all right last one our girl karetha says dear rod i know you will enjoy this one because she sent me the book we are never meeting in real life by samantha irby oh. Uh, is an audio book, and she reads it herself, so it's freaking fabulous. Yes, audio book. But I recall you saying you prefer Kindle. Actually, I experienced Damon Young's book the same way, and dare I say, I laughed out loud more to this than to his. He, she also talks about being broke in poignant, funny ways. Enjoy. Thanks, Karita, and I have already accepted this gift on the Kindle, Thank of you. course. Um, and we also have some gifts and stuff we got in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um so uh the first one merry christmas for my girl terry d thank you and we got a premium ice cream scoop
0: yes because i got tired of the other ice cream scoop what they call it, oxidizing
1: yeah it doesn't look right no i was like what the
0: hell is this i can't never get it off so i got one that was like you can stick it in there cold and still
1: get your ice cream now some of these don't come with like it doesn't tell us who got it so i don't Mm -hmm. know if y'all chose to be anonymous or if Amazon didn't put it in the box, but I mean, they'll come with like a thing saying, "This is what you got," but it doesn't say who gave it to us. Uh, in this case, um, Karen got some African ear, some earrings. Ooh, pretty! Right? These are dope.
0: Ooh, I might wear them to the game. Here you go. But,
1: but I, it, I think it said anonymous gave it to us, or it just didn't come with a note yeah african hand something earrings so oh I'll,
0: jane said i sent those thank you oh thank
1: you jane yeah i'm sorry it didn't say on the thing on the note um then uh a house with the clock in the walls once again no you guys can see on the note no name uh who sent it but this is one of the blu-rays that was on my list and i did want to see it because i actually do fuck with jack black and i didn't make it to the theater in time to see this no we didn't um and what is this? Um Oh, y'all, I don't know who sent this shit. Uh this is a mystery uh for the Scooby Doo team, but apparently rich people listen to the show or something. Somebody sent me the PlayStation 4 Slim, 1 terabyte console with Marvel Spider-Man. Y'all, I have been on that PlayStation uh setting everything up, downloading games, all this shit. Like I can't even believe like honestly, I, it was one of the things where i i let it sit there for a day because i was waiting on the like you know like you got you need to send this back this is a mistake uh so i don't know if oprah listening shit or what but thank you boo okay um and i will be playing that damn game <laughs> uh i've been making a joke on um on the nerd off for year for a couple of years now about how all the playstation games wasn't good because i couldn't have, you know i didn't have a playstation so I just be like, ah, oh, you don't nobody want to play Uncharted, God of War. Ain't nobody trying to play Last of Us. And I, you know, as a gamer, I do want to play them things. But you know, I ain't have no PlayStation, <laughs> so I immediately went and got all that stuff. So shout out to capitalism. I know who sent it. You know who sent it? Yes. Who? Me. What?
0: Yes. I didn't oh. want to tell y'all.
1: Want to surprise you? Oh, baby. I want to surprise you on the show. Oh, that's baby that's so nice of you
0: oh yeah because and, and and i i sent it out to all the fans like that was broke and be like i wanted to send rod something this is me and them i did it on their behalf oh i wanted to i, I didn't want to do it closer to christmas because i was like they might miss it oh. and i was gonna get it for you last year but it kept selling out and i couldn't find yeah, it it was
1: discontinued i couldn't
0: find it anywhere and so when you put it on the wish list I was like, ooh, this would be a good way to surprise him. Thank and you. so I didn't want to say anything to the show, but yeah, I said that. Oh, uh, well,
1: that's that's the best gift I've gotten. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I really wanted to surprise you because I was like, Oh yeah, he full cotton, like I was full cotton that switch. <laughs> <laughs> I was full cotton the hell
1: out that switch, but I got that switch and I've been playing the hell out of it. That's true. I got you the switch you got me the PlayStation 4. Yeah, so I we thought got it, all the consoles up in this bitch. I thought it would be a cute
0: surprise. Thank you, babe. You're welcome, babe. It was uh, hard to keep the Secret, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I had to
1: act surprise opening up the box and shit. <laughs> I didn't know. You fooled me. I didn't know who got that shit. I had
2: to shot go ooh, you see this? Who sent you this?
1: I'm like Jay Z and Beyonce Listen to shit.
0: We got some great fans in the i right? yeah. right, for real. It's 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 on behalf of me and the fans.
1: All of us gave it to you. Well, I've been playing it. Um, thank you. You welcome baby. Uh and uh lastly we got some cards before we get out of here. And I do have another batch I need to mail off. Uh this one from jonathan it says merry christmas with a christmas tree on it oh inside it says rod and karen merry christmas happy holidays and happy new year i've enjoyed another uh year listening to you all it's such a positive part of my week and day uh uh day-to-day life love y'all jonathan hps this car is handmade by my friend Rachelle at black lamb handmade she does cool art 100 percent uh by hand wow it is it is cool oh like, that, like you can see it's raised the christmas trees it's not part of the car like it's on there it was oh. so fucking professional
0: thank you baby i'm gonna put it in there with my other hundred cars i really do keep these cars like old grandma
1: black lamb handmade all right let's go to the next one sorry i'm in a rush guys but you know we got about 10 minutes so we need to be leaving to go to the game <laughs> uh it's my bad for getting started so late I always feel like the show ain't gonna be that long and then I'll just get to talking and enjoying myself. I look up and I'm like, oh shit, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we got this card. Um Wow, I cannot believe you got that PlayStation for me. Hey, I'm glad me? I
0: surprised you good. I was like, that's why I had to open up the box go, Ooh, what's this? That's <laughs> why I ain't putting no name or nothing on it. I made sure to make it blank.
1: Wow. Uh Shakuita. Rice in, uh, she left this card. It says, Hi Rod and Karen Greetings from Oakland, California um i've been listening to your podcast for about two years now and it's changed me i feel like i have a lot Aww. more knowledge about our culture at first i didn't really pay much attention to issues facing our people but as my city changed i started to open my eyes and your podcast helped me with that not only are you two both funny but you are informative thank you i know you always say on your show that you take praise with a grain of salt but i'm very sincere i hope Aww. you understand you. how much of an impact you're making and i wish you all the best in your future merry christmas Ryder, karen may all your wishes come true cecily shaquita um uh, at serena6783 on twitter uh i tweet at you occasionally thank you thank you baby can you believe somebody said that this show is not open to talking to the fans i think i'm above y'all pick me's i can't believe that
0: yeah, somebody also said we going not be making changes out in the world too didn't they mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah that was another rude ass nigga uh oh look at this one this is dope Ooh. it's like a Santa but the top of them is Christmas present. that's pretty and this is from Debbie oh and Mike B it says dear Rod and Karen uh from uh wishing you a Christmas filled with happiness and love from your fans in New York I think I remember did y'all come down for the live show they I like I remember y'all but uh thank you thank okay thank you
0: that's everything for
1: today yeah. sorry to rush off but we had to go um because i need to go watch the hornets get smashed by the jazz oh yeah until then i love you i love you too